Welcome to a new edition of Late Night Like and Throat Nightmare Reviews. I am your co-host Alden Roth. And I am Kyle Martin. And I'm Kyle Martin. <laughs> um, this is our first time recording since the Thanksgiving break. Uh, I haven't seen you in like two weeks. Uh, I know, which man. is very strange, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, we would go, like, months without seeing each other, know. you know? So it's like, but now that I've been, like, spoiled with, like, seeing you on regular, I'm like, right. my God, two weeks have gone by and I've not seen Alden. Like, right. what's what's going on with my life? Like, I need to, like, <laughs> I need yeah. to readjust my schedule. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, very similar to me and my girlfriend. She's like, how did we ever do long distance? I go two days without seeing you, you and I'm spoiled like... spoiled real quick, dude. Spoiled real yeah. quick. And, and that's, I was like... I went today, I told her I was coming over to hang out with you. She was like, oh, you haven't seen him in, like, a week? And I was like, oh, I mean, two weeks. But, like, yeah, we used to go months without seeing yeah, each other. Yeah, and it'd be like, we, we'd it'd be fine. But yeah. then it's like, now it's just like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in a while, you right. know? <laughs> it's like, makes it, like, um, I think before I saw you in Peru. It had been, like, six months or something. Yeah. Did you come down for, like, December around that time? Uh, I don't think that one, no, no that didn't. was when I was working on Downward Dog. And I yeah, that's like right. When was the last time I saw you before that? It was in Iceland. No. no there had a, oh. When did we shoot, um... Did I come up for, like, a... When did we shoot first? Oh, it was, um, no, last time I saw you before that was, um, uh, Kenny's short, uh, um... Quick change. Quick change, yeah, that was the last time I saw you before the Peru. 48-hour film festival where we did not We, we didn't get in. That's a whole other story. Yeah, it's a story we, for another day. We chronicle. We did that chronicle in our, in my first podcast that I mentioned. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, what are you know, drinking today, Kyle? I am drinking Noblestein Bridge. Which one was it? Uh, I forget. It's old. It's very old. <laughs> it's very old. So um, this we had. You brought this over like a month, two months ago. Yeah, I want to say. I think that was from Ben's wedding. The Brewers, it was from the Brewers' wedding, okay, which was October 20th, and it's now December 3rd, so it's very Damn. old. It is, yeah, it's pretty flat. I mean, it tastes like beer, but it tastes like flat beer. Yeah. <laughs> so. What are you drinking, Alden? I am drinking a limited release from, let's see, Avery Brewing Company. I, I like them. I have no idea where they're from. But, oh, Boulder, Colorado. It's yep. right there. And it is the seasonal selection Old Jubilation Ale. And it's, How's it uh, taste? Can I taste it? It's good, yeah. It's got a... Uh, it's definitely a, a Christmas It's got that brown beer. spice oh, wow, to it. Oh, wow, I just read that it's 8.3%. Wow. It does not taste like 8.3%. That's dangerous. That goes down very smooth yeah, for 8.3%. It doesn't really have that, like, um, nutty, like, brown spice to it that most Christmas ales have. Yeah. It tastes more along the lines of, like, just a regular lager, you know? Yeah. It's got... It does have, like, some, uh... I'm it's got a very, it um bitter aftertaste to it it does it does but this is the this, this noble sign is just tastes like water noble sign we love your beer love your beer um, it's my fault yeah, but, yeah i should have drank it early on like right. it's my fault for not drinking it quick right. enough i um, promise this beer is good when uh when you first get it exactly uh all yeah. noble steins uh Great. I only have I only have one of their beers on tap. Yeah. Uh, on at beer, I, I did one? have like five, and yeah. now it's down to um, Mallard. Um, I don't know if I've had that one. It's 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 good. Um, it's not my favorite of theirs, but yeah. uh, it, it gets the job done. Did you ever get to have hold the foam? I did. Yeah. I love good. hold the foam. That one's really good. Love it. I I, I almost I, I think I kicked that keg actually. Did um, you? Yeah. They uh you know they started canning their beers. They did. No yeah. way. 
When did they, they do that? Uh, they did the first can release, I think, right before Thanksgiving. Um, nice. And then they did another one. Well, no, it must have been earlier. Because then there was another canning that they did right at Thanksgiving. I'm very much getting into the canned beer. I, I like it. I, I, I like it. I mean, I, I'm, I'll be honest. I pick beer purely based off of the artwork. Oh, yeah. No, we um, so. when, we, when we went uh, uh, camping at uh next to the abandoned turnpike yeah and we got the buddha beer solely yeah. based on the bottle <laughs> the bottle was shaped like buddha yeah there's this uh brewery called or this beer called buddha beer and the bottle is shaped as buddha yeah and like it tastes it just tastes like it's just a, a Coors light yeah. yeah basically and it's just it but the bottle is so cool i still i have one still i have one it's somewhere in here I think it's probably like packed up away somewhere, but I have yeah. it, or it's either at my parents' house still. But yeah, it's a cool bottle. Um, what did you do for Thanksgiving, Alden? Uh, let's see. I went home for about two days. Uh, for just like Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Or? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna stick around for the weekend, but uh, my girlfriend's grandmother passed away, so oh, yeah. we went up the memorial service that Saturday. So yeah, thank you. Um, but so yeah, we I went up and. I left home early to go to that memorial service and spend some time with her family. Um, yeah, we went. We had uh, Thanksgiving dinner. It was a pretty small crowd this year around. Usually yeah. everybody comes over to my parents' house. And this year, uh, my mom's brother and her and his whole family, they went out to California for Thanksgiving. Oh, why? Uh, they have family out there? Yeah, the other, his wife has family out there. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was just my grandma and her boyfriend and a couple family friends. Grandma's got a boyfriend. Oh yeah, Chick. Nice. His name's Chick. Chick. Yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds yeah. like that sounds like a cool dude. Yeah, he's a nice guy. How'd they meet? Uh, they actually well, it depends on who you ask, but they had a little fling in high school. Oh apparently. shit! Yeah, and um, coming back around. Yeah, and it, it never really went anywhere, and then um, both of their spouses past mm-hmm. years back and they they started reconnecting i think like three or four years ago now oh wow through yeah. facebook uh no, no. <laughs> they get facebook that i mean that's how some people like reconnect yeah too, yeah, like, yeah but yeah so it's, it's been it, it's weird but um did you know your your grandfather yeah okay yeah my how'd you feel about that how'd you feel about your grandmother like um having a having a boyfriend now? well i mean so my grandfather passed away when i was 12 okay and my grandmother started dating Chick, I think, when I was 21 or 22. So okay. a significant time had passed. Yeah. Um, Almost 10 years. Yeah. And and I, I, I don't know. I, I'm the kind of person, like, I don't, if my grandmother can find happiness with somebody else, then there's no reason for her to not do that. Yeah. You know, like... I, it would become, be, you know, like a, a bedridden right. you know, person just because you're husband passed away right and yeah. and like it would have been it would have been weird if it was like like a, a year, year or two, <laughs> yeah you yeah. know but um yeah it was it was sort of like i it was he was a nice guy so i wasn't really worried about it and then uh my i asked my mom how she felt mm-hmm. and she was like hey chick makes i'm all happy so yeah and that's fine by me you only got limited time in this world might as well right. be happy you know right exactly but, that's cool though. That's that. That's awesome though. I yeah. love that. But my grandma has said, uh, 
Well, I don't know if this has been prompted or not, but she's like, I'm not getting married again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> she's like, you imagine? You should be like grandma living in sin. I, well, no, I think I told this story before, but like when Hannah and I moved in together, my mom was, my mom like went over to talk to my grandma and yeah. my mom was like, oh, mom, I don't know. I feel like I should feel bad about this, but I just don't. And my grandma goes, Trudy, it's my fault. My, my mom's like, what are you talking about? And she goes, oh, well, I've let chicks stay over the night, so I'm the bad example. Grandma, it's all your fault. I know. All your fault, Grandma. You've set a bad example. Yeah. So. <laughs> living in sin. Yeah. We're all living in sin. It's so okay. It's funny. Cause, and, and, like, it is funny because uh, Hannah's mom, when... Uh, when other people, like, when some of Hannah's cousins would move in with their significant others before getting married, yeah, her mom was always like, they would, like, go over to a cousin's house, and her mom would be like, just, you know, they're living in sin. And, <laughs> and, and now, like, Hannah and I are living together, and her mom's, her mom's like, super happy. No way, <laughs> yeah. really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and, so Hannah's birthday was on Friday, and her parents came over, and, like, last night to have dinner, and, like, we, we, like, hosted them and all that, yeah. and her mom was, like, super happy, and I, like, made sure I was, like, uh, on your best not, behavior. not that I'm not, <laughs> don't have good manners, but I, like, gathered all the dishes after everybody was done, and, like, was just, like, being prompt not about being it. like, all right, I'm gonna crack a beer open yeah. and just sit on that's, the couch. I saw you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> the woman job. <laughs> no, no, it's actually a, a funny story from last night, is, we're, so we go out to eat in Millville, and, uh, the Steelers game comes on, and Hannah's dad wants to stick around and watch the game because yeah. we don't have cable at dude, my house. that fucking game. Oh, dude. yeah. It was oh, rough. my fucking God. But so Hannah's mom is like, no, let's go back to Hannah Nolden's place. And I'm like, yeah, I can get the game on the TV. I have no way to get the game on the TV. <laughs> but I've already I've signed myself Crowd around up. my laptop, I yeah. can get it on. <laughs> and so I, I remembered that uh, I know on YouTube TV, you can get sports games. And I was like, there's got to be a way for me to... Um, to sign up for a free trial for YouTube TV. On Amazon Prime, you can do it, too. Okay, I didn't know that. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. But so I, I signed up for a free trial to YouTube TV, oh, and the only way you can get your account activated is if you put it in a credit card, and Ooh. and the first er, monthly YouTube TV costs $40. What? <laughs> so, it's cable. That's your cable bill. Know, dude. It's my cable bill. So I signed, I like didn't tell anybody. I just like, magically got the Steelers game on the TV and was the hero of the night. Oh and my god. Would you as just soon like, as, God damn yeah, it. fucking bar. <laughs> well, no, no, no. As soon as Hannah's dad walked out, I was like, so, uh, make sure I cancel this subscription before the, the <laughs> uh, before the free trial expires. <laughs> and then this morning I was trying to cancel it and I couldn't figure it out. Mm. And they like, YouTube's being real sly. They won't let you cancel it fully. They just let you suspend it. Jesus so Christ. so my subscription is suspended until May, and then I have to remember to suspend it more. What? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Some shady dude, stuff. Dude, YouTube fucking is shady as shit, dude. Which means, well, I mean, Google is always shady as shit. Yeah. Know? So, damn, dude. That sucks. So. You're out there now. No, nah, I mean, I, I got there. an alarm set on my phone for, for the day before. For <laughs> May? <laughs> yeah. You're going to be like, you're going to totally forget, and then this alarm yeah. is going to start flashing. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh man, so this this episode we're recording today. It's December third. Yeah, you're not gonna ask how my Thanksgiving went. Oh, sorry, man. Damn, we dude. we really derailed. How was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> how was your Thanksgiving? Um, my Thanksgiving was pretty good. Uh, I drove uh, seven hours down to North Carolina on ten minutes of sleep, basically. That's um, rough. Yeah, I even popped Nyquil too, and that did nothing. Um, which I was surprised. I thought mm. I was gonna fall asleep behind the wheel. Um, but I, I got, uh, I got, <laughs> I got two Starbucks Frappuccinos, uh, those like ones that they sell like in yeah. the uh, gas stations. And then I also got five hour energy. So I was just like double fisting those and driving. Did you with feel my terrible knees. about yourself? I felt fucking horrible. <laughs> like I literally got to my parents' house and I like just passed out. Yeah. Um, but I got my first ticket, uh, 10 minutes away from getting to my parents' house. I to see it. Yep. $218. Uh, still salty about it. Um, but the drive was really, really nice, though. Um, yeah. Lots of cops, though. Lots. Did you go down, uh, what's that, 81? Yeah, I went down, what is it, 75, and then down 19, and then just took, uh, and then 19 went all the way to my parents' house. Okay, I um, have no idea. Yeah, it, it's which, literally which like North two Carolina words. Are your parents on? Um, they're in the middle between Charlotte and Raleigh. Okay. They're literally smack dab in the middle there. Okay. Um, in a place called uh, Trinity. Okay. Um, it's funny because they live like right on the border of Trinity and Thomasville, and Thomasville is like the ghetto. <laughs> Literally, you drive like uh, a minute down the yeah. road from my parents' house, and you're and it's like bad. It's a bad okay. neighborhood. They've gotten their credit card information stolen four times. Wow. Yeah, because of uh, skimmers at the sheets right next to their house. People. I would not do that. I have no idea how to do too, but apparently it's really freaking easy. Guess so. Um. And, uh, but, but it was really nice. I got to see my parents and I got to, uh, see my niece, Kaylee. Yeah. Uh, she's nice. five years old. So, and she's full of energy and she's she had five already. She's five years old, dude. Wow. Born in 2013. Um, wow. she's going to be six in June. Um, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, she, it was really nice, uh, seeing them, me and my mom. My mom took me out, uh, early Christmas shopping and she's like, just get whatever you want and I'll pay for it. I was like, <laughs> I love you, mom. Um. Cause I was like out of clothes too, and, she saw, and like I was wearing like all my like beer my <laughs> beer shirts yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And she's just like, she's like, how, how, when was the last time you washed this? <laughs> and I was like, when was the last time I came down here? September. <laughs> also, I realized there is a washer and dryer in my building that I had no idea. Of. Really? Yeah, I have to pay for it though. Well, it's like a buck, but uh, I mean, it's better yeah. than having to walk like four blocks. Yeah, That's true. What I have to do. Well, mine's like on the other side. The one that I go to is on the other side uh, of the north side there. Um, which is really nice because it's just like a drop-off thing. So I can like pay oh, like okay. pay like 15 bucks to like drop it off Jeez. and they like do it for me. Yeah, it's expensive. So expensive. That's why I don't uh, wash my clothes that often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I just I just hung out there for a while and I just realized how much I miss my parents. Because, yeah. I mean, me and my parents are really close. Um, I lived with them up in, for basically my entire life all, mm-hmm. up until like this year when I moved here. Yeah. Um, and uh, me and my parents would just have like a really close relationship, and uh, it, it's 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 weird not being closer to them, where I could just like go see them all the time, you know, and yeah. everything. Which um, it's it, it like I mean I love living on my own, and having my own space and mm-hmm. everything, but uh, it's it's it, it's hard sometimes not being able to like you know talk to my parents and stuff, yeah, because you know, I, I I went for years. They they're my best friends basically. You know? Yeah, have a deep connection with them, but, but it was great because it's like I go and like see my parents. It's like nothing had passed, you know. It's just yeah. like we picked up like right where 
right where like the last conversation left off at. I went Black Friday shopping with my mom, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was fun because we just like people watching, yeah. basically. So we'll just like go to like Target and just like look at all the people and point at them and make fun of them. Yeah. There's this one woman that was, we were over here in their conversation, which I guess the the husband was like late. This is black couple in there, and like they were like, uh, the woman was just ripping him a new asshole, and she was just like, she's like, well, if you would have shown up on time, we would have gotten this, and he's just, and he was like almost hitting her too, like he oh, got like geez. really close, and was just he like did the he like did the you know the. Raised, yeah, the yeah. backhand up to her face and everything, but she was holding her own. She was just like, "Don't fucking do that to me." She's like, "If you would have got here, the, like she was holding her own." Yeah, um, it was it was really funny, and we were just like making fun of everyone, and we got some good deals. My mom bought Kaylee like all these clothes and shit yeah. for like dirt cheap, and then I found like all these Blu-rays that were like five bucks that nice. I bought. Nice. Um, and then I bought uh, I bought so my thing for like Christmas is that I buy like everyone movies. It's yeah. Just, Everyone loves movies, you know? Right. It's just like, you can get them a movie that you love, and it, it's the gift that keeps on giving, you know? You can watch it anytime. Yeah. I don't like getting, like, I don't, like, clothes, it's like, they for my niece, they, she grows out of them so fast, mm-hmm. like, it's pointless to get her clothes, you know? Um, so I just leave that to my mom, and then, yeah. I, so I just get her movies. So I got her The Greatest Showman, because I think she'll like the singing and that, because she likes okay. to sing. I got her Hocus Pocus, because she's, like, old nice. enough to, like, like the witches and everything. Yeah. I got her a whole, like, 45, like, I bought a uh, DVD of 45 uh, Looney Tunes cartoons. Oh, nice. Yeah, because they don't play those, like, anymore, and yeah. I, I grew up with those, so I really want her to get, like, into that. Um, what else did I buy her? I bought her some, I bought her a whole bunch of stuff, um, a whole bunch of movies that were, like, dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and so... I wrapped those up, I gave those to her early, so she's going to open them on Christmas Day. And then she's also getting into Legos now, too, which nice. I really like, because I was a big Lego fanatic. Yeah, so, I've got her, like, some, like, junior Legos sets. Okay. So, it's going to be good. I got my mom, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the, Roger, the Fred Rogers mm-hmm. documentary. Yeah. Because uh, my, my parents are from Pittsburgh, and, you know, they're very... Did you like, see that? Pittsburgh. I haven't seen it. I, I was going to get it for me. Yeah. <laughs> you should get some shrink wrap and watch it. I don't, well, no, what I'm down there for uh, Christmas, I'm going to watch yeah. <laughs> Like, on Christmas like, after here, she Here you go, Mom, now let's put it in the DVD. I've done that before. Like, <laughs> I literally got my mom a movie because I wanted to watch it. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, um, and I got my dad uh, Hostiles, the Christian Bale uh, Western, because my dad really loves oh. Westerns. And he hasn't seen that yet, so I got I that for him. It is a depressing... I won't watch that on Christmas, because it is a depressing fucking movie. Yeah. Like, I want to hang myself after watching that movie, but it's, re- it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm excited for them to get those presents. Oh, I also got my mom, uh, The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Uh, what is that? It's a, it's a comedy uh, that we always used to watch. Uh, growing up, it was one of her favorite comedies like that, and uh, uh, the, Incres- the Incredible Mr. Limpet. Okay. Uh, we'd always watch those. Um, and she doesn't have it on DVD, so I got that, that nice. for her. Because I saw it, I actually, we were at Walmart, and I was just walking around the DVD section, I just saw it, it was like the last copy, and I was like, Dude, Destiny. Walmart is dangerous with their cheap movies. Walmart gets it's have, very dangerous. I have so many movies from that $5 dollar bin. Oh, dude, dude, uh, that, I was just, I was tearing through it, man, picking up things. I was thinking about buying the, either the, for me, or a Christmas present to myself, uh, the new Spider-Man game or Red Dead Redemption Two? Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I couldn't justify paying sixty bucks 
Red Dead 2 looks like a lot of fun. It uh, I've watched a couple videos, and I'm like, oh, man, I yeah. want to play that. And But Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man video game, I really want to play that, too, because I love the swinging yeah. through New York City. Like, it yeah. looks amazing. So I, I've been itching to play those games, but I, I just can't justify paying 60 bucks yeah. for it, you know? And, which oh, I, yeah. I, I rarely play video games, too. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll probably wait a couple months. My yeah. mom also bought me a shit ton of... Uh, she bought me, like, three books, too. She started Good. just to tear. Exactly. Uh, David Mamet came out with this new book called Chicago. Hmm. Uh, it's just about uh, gangsters and reporters in 1930s. Okay. Chicago, and then uh, Truman Capote's in Cold Blood. And nice. uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky's uh, The Gambler and um, uh, uh, The Double. So I'm very nice. excited to read those. I actually started, I started reading uh, Chicago. It's pretty good so far. Nice. Um, it's great because it's just about like these, it starts out with these reporters and they're just like spewing these philosophical conversations while getting shit-faced drunk in a bar. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, so I just spent like a week down there basically and just chilled yep. out and played with my niece, hung out with my parents. And then when I drove back, I hit snow in Virginia mm. and it got worse in West Virginia. As it does. As the, through those mountains was fucking awful. And yeah. even in Pennsylvania, there was still snow, but, uh, it didn't crash, you know, my car, my car's fine. So, yeah, you know, it, it, a seven hour drive turned into an eight hour drive, but, uh, you know, it, it was okay. Oh, I didn't tell you. I almost got in a wreck uh, the no other way. day here, no way. here in Pittsburgh. What happened? Um, there was one day when it was like, it was probably last Wednesday, I think, when it, sn- it was like snowing oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. night, and then it was it was icy in the morning, Yeah. and I was going over to the climbing gym that morning. Mm-hmm. I went over the hill district, which, I don't know. I mean, it's not that much Were you, were you in the Mini Cooper? Or yeah, the, okay. in the Mini Cooper. Yeah, I, I've... I haven't fully retired the, the moped for the season, but I'm, I haven't taken <laughs> you it You posted out. that Instagram story, yeah. and I was like, fucking ride it, you pussy, you paid for it. <laughs> yeah. It's great gas mileage. <laughs> yeah. It's um, cold as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I basically blocks. have to like wear one outfit to ride to work and then change into a completely different outfit. Like go to the bathroom and take off long johns and stuff. Oh my god. But no, so we're in the Mini Cooper, and, and like it's really icy, and we had just come from... Anna's house a couple days before and her uncle was like your tires are bald you should get new tires mm. and so then <laughs> Hannah's very paranoid about you know us being As driving we're, around it. I, I get there I get yeah. like that too with my car um but so we, we we're getting ready to come to a stop and I'm about 20-30 feet behind the car in front of us and there's a car in front of it and the car stops at the stop sign and then the car in front of me hits that car oh god and I was luckily I was paying good attention, but I saw that and so then I like tried to brake and felt myself skid and so then I just like like maintained control but just slowly like drove up onto the sidewalk. Oh god! So that I obviously so that Heard I didn't it, go yeah. any further. Yeah. But it was yeah it was wild. That's scary, dude. Yeah. So like when you're when it happens, dude, you're just like living and every, when you're when you're when something like that happens. A second feels like a minute, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, it, life just, like, kind of slows down a bit. Yeah. So when I was in my accident back in 2012, I hit black ice, and I hit my brake, and I started skidding. Mm-hmm. And it probably lasted a minute long. It was probably when I skid and then when I hit this telephone pole. But it felt like ten minutes, Yeah. you know? Just trying to take back control of the car... 
and then realizing I'm fucked. Yeah. And then realizing I have to turn, like I have to go off in, and, I'm, and then finally, and then when you turn off in, then when you, when you realize I'm gonna hit this telephone pole, that was the longest. So when it just it feels like, just clicks, you know, and then you yeah. finally hit it, and then everything just like kind of time kind of like uh, fast forwards yeah. back to like normal time, right, you know. So right. it's just like. <laughs> And like, and then you like realize, and you're just like, "What the fuck just happened?" You know, it's yeah. just it's very weird how that stuff kind of works and how it affects the mind. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad nothing happened. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. We got we got lucky there. But my my cousin uh, my cousin came up last year. You you have you met Clay? No, I've seen him in your uh, friends with. Your moments friends, with moments friends. with friends, yeah. yeah. So that, I was going to say friends with benefits. I was like, no, what, why no, the fuck did that just come out of my mouth? <laughs> um, in that video, he brought up, he drove here in his zebra van. I, yeah, that, yeah, because yeah. I saw that in your video, yeah. yeah. And he, he was telling me a story about, like, there's this hill that is right by our grandma's house. And uh, there was one year when it was really snowy, really icy. And it was right after he had fixed this van, because... This van's on, like, its fourth life now. And so this mm. was right when he got it on its second life. Yeah. So this was, like, ten years ago or something. And he, he like, started braking right at the top of the hill because he knew that conditions were bad. Mm -hmm. And he just, as soon as he stepped on the brake, he felt his wheels go out. And so it was just, like, a hundred feet of him going, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, and then he God. hit the car in front Oh, of him. man, God. <laughs> just sucks because you're literally trying, like, every second yeah. to, like, fix it and right. like you know just praying and holding on for dear life that you know some miracle will yeah. happen but then when you realize that you're fucked that yeah. it's just everything just speeds up you know yeah. it's so weird but uh, but it, yeah it's just it's especially funny because it was right after he brought it back yeah. to life <laughs> and, uh, and like, it again. of course <laughs> fucking course i don't know it was just uh i don't know i've been having this like uh so i've been like writing this feature and gearing up the film season two of love hate yeah and uh I was having, like, when I, when I write, uh, I have this, like, back and forth between myself where I'm just, like, this, I'm, like, this is shit. No one's gonna get this. Like, what the fuck am I writing, you know? And I'm, yeah. like, I'll, like, think about it, like, in my head, and I'm just, like, oh, that's very profound, you know? I have these profound moments, and then literally, like, a day later, I'm, like, that's fucking dumb. Like, mm -hmm. no, like, no one's gonna get this, you know? Like, yeah. it, it's just, like, the, and, like, I, <laughs> when I was down in North Carolina, I was just having, the, I was trying to write. And uh, I was just having this back and forth between myself, and I'm like, I was like, all right, I can, I can take my money, and I can spend it into this feature, or I can take my money and I can just go backpack around Nepal for like two months. <laughs> I'm literally just like, it's like 12 a.m. and I'm just staring at this computer screen, and I'm just like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like, oh, I was literally like deciding my entire future. I'm like, okay, I can like, I can move out of the apartment, move everything back into my parents' house, and I can get my safety deposit back, which is $700, and then I can save up for that entire month, so I can probably get, like, three grand out of that. I got six grand in credit cards that I can rack up, and yeah. then uh, I also have a savings account, which I'll have about, like, you know, like, two grand in by that time. So I was just like, I can take all that money, and I can just go <laughs> backpack around the pole for a month. And I'm like, why are you trying to run away from your problems? You know, why do, why do you want to go backpack around the pole? Like, go make a movie. You know, what's wrong with you? So I feel like it's schizophrenic at times. <laughs> well, I mean, but it, but also, like, you could still go backpack in the pole and make the feature at some point. I could, yeah, exactly. But I'm just, I don't know, I was just, it was funny because it was just one of those very, like, creative, like, uh, those cliches, those creative cliches yeah. where I'm just like, I don't know, like, what, like, 
why the fuck am I doing this? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Why the, like what? I tried to make a feature before and it didn't work. Like, what am I going to think that it's going to work this time? You know, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It was just very, it was very odd. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've just, I've been going back and forth with it in my mind. I'm just like, what, what am I going to do? But, um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. We're going to do it both. You know that. So. I know, I know. That's why I'm just like, I don't know. I like having these talks uh, with you because then, like, watching these movies and then doing this podcast because then yeah. I'm like, I get jazzed on movies and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go make a movie, you know? Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then I have my downtime and I'm like, I, I got to run away. <laughs> I got I to gotta go climb some fucking mountains yeah. and just, you know, just live off the land for a while. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a very, uh, I don't know, it feels like these two personalities in my head, you know, that, like, that's just this constant tug of war. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's just like, all right, I need to just, I need to go do this and have this creative uh, outlet, and then there's just, and then some days it's that, and then some days it's, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck paying bills, you know? Go fucking backpack, you know, and go climb some mountains, you know? Yeah. And, I don't know, it's just... It's just been a it's been a tug of war at times and like no nah, man I, I feel it I, every day at my office job I yeah. like at one point or another my mind wanders of like oh I could be uh, it always goes back to this there was like one uh, hostel that I found in Bali that had really good internet connection yeah by good I mean good for Bali not, yeah <laughs> yeah not, not like good for you yeah but uh, I was like oh man I could live in Bali for about eight hundred dollars a month yeah. And just, you know, work however much I want, whether it's just to make that 800 bucks or, like, make bank and save it up. And go travel somewhere right. else, yeah. So, I, I definitely have those thoughts. Yeah, I'm right I, there with you. I know, yeah, I'll just be at, like, my, at, you know, the bar and I'll just be like, well, look, I, I, I fucking love my job. You know, I love the people that I work with and, you know, I, have a, I make good money uh, yeah. enough to, you know, support myself and to save up money, too. Right, right. And, uh... But I'm also just like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Know, I can't be that 30-year-old bartender, you know? Like, yeah. I, I, I refuse to be that, you know? Right. Um, but, that, but, yeah, so I'm just like, I'm like, I can, I, can, I can fly to Nepal for, like, a grand. And then, you know, once I'm there, like, I can live cheap, you know? And yeah. then, but then I'm just, and then some days it's, you have to go make this. It's your destiny, you know, to be a filmmaker. And then, but then, I don't know. I don't know. I think you can have the best of both worlds, man. I think I can too. It's just it's a, it's just hard when you just have those two personalities yeah. just pulling back at each other, you know. And hey, it's just, at least you only have two. I've yeah, got like five. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> got one. At least I have one job. Yeah. <laughs> Not like freelancing and then doing the office right. job and then you know, uh, yeah, editing I mean, five videos at once. <laughs> right. It's like one day I'm like, I should just travel the world, and then the next day it's like. Like, get rid of all responsibilities and just become a cinematographer. And yep. then, then one day it's like, achieve in this other realm and then... Be the greatest <laughs> podcaster in the right, world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's. I have even had like, uh, oh, fuck, what was it? There was something that, uh, oh, we were shooting pickleball. We were shooting a, we were shooting a pickleball tournament. In like, California, yeah, right? Yeah, in California. Yeah. And, and me and my uh, partner, Davis, my, my work partner, we were like... Um, it really just feels like if we stopped everything and just focused on pickleball, we could become the best pickleball players. Ever. <laughs> There's really not that many people playing So pickleball. now you're trying to become the best pickleball player <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Right? So, so I'm like, 
I'm like, what niche can I find? And just like, <laughs> only focus on that and become the best. Your obituary is going to be like Alden Roth, cinematographer, freelancer, pickleball champion, adventurer. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a long list of things that you did. Yeah. It's just like these obscure things. It's like, Alden was the best person at playing pickleball while also <laughs> filming himself playing pickleball. In South America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just like... Uh, to, and also, uh, 2016 uh, rock throwing uh, champion, champion of, of Iceland. Of the world. No, it was the world. It was the world. world yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh my god. Um, so, but yeah, I just had. The, I don't know. I think just uh, being uh, living in one place for a while now is just. Uh, I don't know. I've got, and I haven't traveled. Uh, you've gone to travel. Uh, with your job, and you got to go to Cuba yeah. earlier this year too. Yeah, I did. Do well, that. I haven't, uh, I haven't had that adventure in my life, so it's yeah. just it's kind of boiling over in me, and I'm just like, I need to fucking get out of here. Yeah. Like, well, I, need, I, I, I mean, need I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. Um, but and Nepal's just always been this like unattainable like goal for me. I know. That I've just been like reaching for, and I'm just like, I need to do it. I just I need know. to jump in like head first and just go. Um, but yeah, I've just been watching videos on like the Annapurna circuit yeah. and like the ba- uh, Everest Base Camp yeah. track, and I sent you that video on the Annapurna circuit, and uh, I, I, that's twenty minutes long, but I watched the entire thing in like I one know. sitting. I, didn't, just, I haven't gotten to it yet, but it's uh, it's uh, it'll make you want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <Seriously. laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've just been have, I've been dealing with that. Um, it's it's just interesting. It's, yeah, uh, interesting trying to decide. Which right. thing to focus on and which passion to go through. I think, yeah. I think I'm, d- I'm definitely going to make another feature. <laughs> so well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely am. Um, uh, and I want to make this thing I'm writing because it's, it's, it's interesting and it's, it's different. Um, it's just, I really just want to go on an adventure too. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the, like the thing that I find fascinating about life though is that they wiser people than me say we overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can do in a year. Yeah. And like I I, I, I like to think about that often because it's like I ju- I gen- I always pack my days like with ten things to do and mm-hmm. I get like two done and then in the year I like. I don't actually set my mind to do enough things, and I don't get them done. And then you look at other people, and you're like, how do they do that much shit in a year? Yeah, like Renan right. and Chris Picard. Right. <laughs> I, like, I, I, Jimmy Chin. I was at this thing the other day, and um, it, it, it was about, it was like about a Nat Geo expedition. Oh, yeah, I saw it on your story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, Renan was the cinematographer on the expedition, and it like had little intros, and I was like, Renan, Ozturk. 35 expeditions and I'm like 35 expeditions Renan's only I don't know how old he is but he's in his 30s and so so I'm like and he started climbing when he was like 19 or 20 so that means he's been doing about three expeditions a year and like when he started climbing he wasn't really he wasn't doing cinematography no when he first started he was just solely a climber right he didn't start getting into cinematography until uh much later, yeah. Much later. In I life. mean, yeah, right. He started as climber and landscape artist and then just worked into photography. Yeah. Time-lapse photography, then, like, photography and cinematography. Yeah. And, like, but it's, so it's like, all right, so he's, 
he did all these things uh, for the first half of his life. And I, I saw in his story, I don't know if you saw this, but when he, he went to see his grandfather. I didn't see it. And his grandfather's a painter. You know. Of course. Runs in the family, I guess. Yeah. Um, and his, his grandfather, like, had a, bun- had a photo album. And he looked at the photo album and, and found a picture of Renan at his college graduation. And, and his grandfather recalled uh, Renan walked off the stage and hugged his mom and handed her the diploma and said, this is what you wanted, now I'm going to do what I want. And so, like, like went to college, got a degree, mm-hmm. like, did all this. And, I mean, you graduate, and most people graduate, and they're 22, 23, or I don't know whatever age it is. And so, like, he's made did, the... Did you graduate college? <laughs> when I was 20, I graduated early. I was That's 21. True. <laughs> so I don't know when people actually graduated. Yeah. But, like, the fact that in the last 10 or 12 years, he's done all of this, these amazing things, mm-hmm. is, like... It's traveled the world. Right. Yeah. And and it, 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 like, makes you think, like, okay, so I don't have to do everything in the next two years. Yeah. Like, you look at Conrad Anker, who's, like, in his 50s, I think. Still think going of, strong. Right, you think about all the things he's done. Yeah. I, I listened to a podcast with him the other day, and it was like, he had a, I don't know if you know, I didn't know until I heard this podcast, he had a heart attack at 8,000 meters. No, where? Uh, I, I don't remember. Wow. But, like, yeah. So he's, like, been taking it easy, easy yeah. recently. But still, like, the dude's going, and he's old. Yeah, no, like, yeah. In great shape, and still, still doing it, but, like, I don't know. For, to be a climber and to be, like, that old is, yeah. is like, definitely, you're supposed to be past your prime. Right. You know? And, but, I mean, he still goes on those crazy expeditions yeah. at times, you know? Which is insane. Right. And, I, yeah, I think it's just, like, I don't know. It's it's the, sort of the toxicity of, like, every, like, pop culture loves to praise the prodigies and the people that do it quickly and, yeah. like, are doing it young and all that. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's not the reality for most people. Yeah. Like, most people don't find their way well, I think for... Yeah, I think the the famous story of that is Orson Welles, you know, directing Citizen Kane at twenty five. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, there comes there's a. Uh, but people didn't appreciate it when it first came out. No, either. it didn't. Um, but you know, people love to be like, "Oh, he was twenty five when he made yeah. Citizen Kane," and so I think with uh, when and Spielberg, like and Spielberg when, when he, was, he came out, with yeah, like twenty seven when he was directing Jaws or twenty six when he directed Jaws. You know, yeah. it, it's. Um, I think for. For me speaking personally, when I see that, or like Chris Chris Columbus writing fucking Gremlins when he was twenty one, yeah. selling it while he was in his writing in his dorm room at NYU, you know, when I read that, it makes me be like, this is a deadline for me, so, and I'm turning twenty five in January, and I'm like, I need to just, I need to do this, you know, it's like it's it's it, it's like those little vignette goals that you set for yourself, yeah, you know. But I, I think you got to look at them and just say, like, what is the goal? Is the goal to be successful and, and make features and have a good time? Or mm-hmm. is the goal to be successful before you are X age? Yeah. You know? Like, exactly. What's what's more important? And I don't know. For me, the more and more I think about it, it's, it's just about achieving the goals I want and not necessarily achieving them by a certain age. Yeah, definitely. I think, I, well, I think we've been making shorts for the past... Uh, four years now, ever since Ushers, yeah. um, we've done like a short a year, basically. Um, I think it's time to dive headfirst back into the feature. Yeah, I, I agree. Get it done. I think we've we've uh, taken time to uh, hone in on our our crafts and 
you've gotten much better at cinematography and I, I believe I've gotten a little bit better at directing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Definitely> <laughs> um, I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a time to, yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, right. I, th- I think like as long as we're getting better and yeah. progressing our skills and, and like setting goals for ourselves and reaching them, then I, I consider it a win and a good step forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that was one of the main reasons I moved to Pittsburgh was, I mean, that was like the main reason I moved to Pittsburgh yeah. to work more with you and to um, make a feature, basically. Yeah. You know, it's just like, that's, that was the goal that I had for myself when I moved here. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll got very, that got very existential and very deep, very yeah. quickly. No, uh, I, mean, I didn't mean, I didn't mean it to go it's that good, deep, man. but, uh. But yeah, the movie that we're talking about this week is Black Christmas. Black Christmas. <laughs> you wouldn't think you wouldn't think that we would have watched something like very philosophical or you know very well, deep, but it's, yeah, we're, we're I, watching a horror Christmas movie. Right. I don't want to jump the gun, but I like this a lot. Oh my god, dude, it's so fucking good. But um, back to what I was saying like twenty minutes ago. It's <laughs> December third. <laughs> we're forty minutes into this. It's uh, I, well, it's technically December fourth. I now. need to get another beer, so run with it. Okay. Can you give me some too? Yes, sir. So uh, it's December, th- well, technically December 4th, the wee hours. It's almost 1 o'clock, December 4th, uh, 1 a.m. that is. And we're, we're, we're going to change up things a little bit. If you've listened to the podcast so far, you've heard uh, episode 1 and episode 2, and they were not the best. We <laughs> no. <laughs> we're very aware of that, and uh, we, don't, we're, we don't really care. We're just doing this to have fun. And we hope that you get some entertainment out of it. But anyway, the Christmas season is upon us, and um, we are celebrating with our podcast. So you're going to hear this Black Christmas episode before the big backlog of episodes that we have yet to come. You're actually going to hear, what's it, five or six Christmas episodes before the rest of our episodes? And you're going to get these, uh, hopefully, if we are able to do the extra ones, uh, you're going to get a lot of... Christmas-related movies yeah. in this coming month. Yeah, so, more than just once a week. Right, we're gonna we're gonna continue our normal Wednesday releases. Yeah. but you're also gonna get a Christmas Eve release, a Christmas Day release, and then the day after Christmas is Wednesday. So Post Christmas, you'll release. get your normal Wednesday <laughs> release again. So yeah, you'll let the the week of Christmas. You're getting a lot of Christmas presents from late night, like a throw nightmares. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of audio for your ears. And uh, you hopefully will enjoy it because it's the Christmas season and we want to share the Christmas spirit. You know, Christmas is one of my favorite times of year. I think it's probably one of yours too, Kyle. But um, Yes, it is. It, it's just, uh, it, it brings me a lot of joy for very many reasons. Well, it's like, it, it's just all those memories just come floating back, you know. I We were um, blessed to have very great uh, upbringings in very uh, stable households, very very loving households that um, uh, really kind of went balls to the wall on Christmas, you know? Like Christmas, like like Halloween and Christmas are very big things in my family. Yeah. Uh, I remember growing up every year, my mom breaking out the bins of like Halloween decorations and just going all out. My mom still, my mom built a Michael Myers (laughs) dummy. Just last year, and then this year, she also she brought it out and rebuilt it for Jeez. the home in North Carolina. 
she fucking loves Halloween. My sister was born on Halloween. Really? Actually, I didn't yeah. Know that. My sister's birthday is Halloween. Um, so it's just been this very and like I grew up. My again, my parents didn't care what I watched, you know. So it was just like we would like Halloween would be on AMC and we would just be right. watching it on Halloween, you know. And it's just it, it, it and with Christmas, it like take out the four other bins that we had of Christmas decorations. Yeah. Wrap the tree up, uh, you know, have the little lights going and everything. And it, it, it was, it's a very just nostalgic time for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the, one of the biggest things for me is, is family and spending time with my family and mm -hmm. Christmas has always marked a big, uh, pilgrimage of, of our extended family. You know, I have cousins that live in Idaho and the one time that they come every year is Christmas. So that's uh, I, I can count on seeing my cousins uh, at this time of year. And it's just nice to have a good break and, and see my family and see, see mm -hmm. everybody. And you just relax and just drink uh, drink some hot cocoa, yeah. watch some Christmas movies, put a fire on. You yeah. know, it's, 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 it's just always a great time, you know. And just, uh, it's, I don't know, every, every Christmas that I've had has been a great Christmas with like with my family. My mom makes like pierogies and ham and shit. And like, it, it's just, it's, it's just the best time in the yeah. world. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 one of my favorite memories is, uh, around Christmas time. Uh, and also star Wars gets released around Christmas time now too, which is just makes it like extra special. Is there one coming out this year? No, there isn't because solo came out in May. So they, Bummer. but, uh, next Christmas, uh, episode nine comes out. Here we go. So it should be great. Got JJ back. It's gonna be yeah. good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but one of my favorite memories um, is uh, when we went to go see the Hateful Eight uh, oh, with yeah. me, you, Kenny, and then your cousins came along too. Yeah, Suzanne and Clayton. Yeah, and it was and your your other cousin came. Did Helen come too? Yeah, yeah, she was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, all three of your cousins came. Um, and that was and that was cool because it was just like even though we ended up not liking the movie yeah, all that the much, the movie wasn't great. Yeah, but it was still like it was like a roadshow version of it, yeah, like it one experience. like one time showing, and it was just like it was Christmas. It just snowed. We're in yeah. Philadelphia, and we're watching this on seventy millimeter. We got this awesome like booklet too. Yeah, I don't was, think I have mine. I I have mine's probably still at my parents' house. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just even though we didn't like the movie all that much, it was just it's one of my favorite memories of yeah. just like. Uh, watching that movie and then just standing outside the theater for like 40 minutes just like yeah. talking yeah, yeah you know it was oh man it was such a great time yeah yeah i one of my favorite things from childhood is uh the abc family rest in peace it's not free form but abc family would always have the 25 days of christmas by abc family mm -hmm. and no, wasn't uh, it wasn't it 12 days of Christmas? No, it's and now 25 days of Christmas. They do 20, I thought it was... Oh, no, I'm thinking... Maybe Halloween, it was like 13 nights of Halloween. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe. Okay. It, it, for Christmas, it was always the 25 days of Christmas. Okay. Because they would put, like... They, they always had really good Christmas movies, but they also had to fill the air with some not-so-good yeah. Christmas movies. And I have a ridiculous love for some of those ABC Family original Christmas movies. Uh, I, I can't say I, I no. know any off the top of my head. Can't Snow? Nope. Uh, I met the actress from Snow at the Mad Max in your pants? East Liberty. Uh, no, but I did get a picture with her. <laughs> from the Mad Max? Mad Max. Mad Max? In is Mad Max, it's a uh, taco place. Oh, yeah, we went there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I saw her at the uh, one in East Liberty. I was like, 
aren't you from snow? And she's like, that's not where people usually recognize me from, but yes, I am. <laughs> was she flattered that you knew her from snow? Uh, I did she remember she was... that she was in snow? Yeah, she did. There were, there were two snows, so she definitely remembered. Okay. That. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't think she was necessarily flattered or not flattered. I think she was just happy to have somebody recognize her. Yeah, it's always um, nice. Yeah. But, no, there are so many ABC Family movies that I love, and then I love all the... Stop motion claymation oh ones. God, Those dude. are just classics. Fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Rudolph, uh, the island when with the island of misfit, misfit toys. toys. Yeah, amazing. Um, Jack Frost, the year without Santa Claus. Uh, year, so AMC bought all the rights. Did they? The year without Santa Claus is on AMC uh, right now. Uh, I, I I've been it's watching the it. Year without a Santa Claus. <laughs> Such a fucking nerd. What's um, uh, <laughs> what's the one with? Um, it's one of my. Sister's favorite Christmas songs. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking out the door. It's about Santa Claus's... uh, How Santa Claus grows up. Is that what it's called? How Santa Claus grew up? No, I can't think of what the name is, Kyle. I was hoping the song would spark some uh, recognition in here. No. Clearly, you are not the ABC Family buff I thought you were. Uh, no, just just good cinema. <laughs> <laughs> this is good cinema, Kyle. This is the peak of stop motion. This, this is the peak of cinema greatness, AMC Family. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, like, my favorite uh, Christmas cartoon is obviously uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Like, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's my all-time favorite uh, Christmas. Uh, I remember just watching that in school. and just, I remember... We got out of classes just to go in the auditorium and watch that. Really? Like, I think it was like the day before Christmas like break, and we just like said it was just everyone sitting. It was all these high school kids just sitting in the auditorium. I mean, half my class was a bunch of fucking delinquents, and we would just like throw fucking shit at each other. But I was just sitting there, just watching it the entire time, just like having a ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, How about Holiday in Handcuffs? Never seen it. Most of Joan Hart and Mario Lopez. You can't can't say those are my top favorite actors. But they, they, listen, <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart plays like a dysfunctional artist, and she's going to her family. Aren't we all? Aren't we yes, all dysfunctional yes. artists? <laughs> she's going to her family cabin for for Christmas, okay. and like all of her brothers and sisters have like these uh, these amazing careers and the perfect spouses. Yeah. And Melissa yeah. Joan Hart she handcuffs. <laughs> she she handcuffs uh, Mario Lopez and makes him and like. <laughs> kidnaps him and brings it it's a federal offense yeah 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 and uh and then and like through all the craziness they end up falling in love of course they do yeah. of course they. that's, that's so the formula for every Christmas movie it's so hard I was watching that Netflix uh, holiday calendar thing it's literally that, it's literally the same premise except without the handcuffs right <laughs> but yeah so and and then it, uh, do they still do they still run on freeform I don't do know think? I don't, I don't have you gotta cable. You got to buy cable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check. To... My parents still have cable, so I'll check when I go yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I, this year, a new new holiday favorite of mine is uh, the old Yule Log. Netflix has a Yule Log. Oh, with the fire? Yeah. yeah, you got, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's all you watch? Well, <laughs> Hannah, 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 Hannah and I got a, got a tree over the weekend, and uh, we put it up, and while we were decorating, uh, I, I said, let's put a movie on. Yeah. And so I put Christmas with the Cranks on, 
And, and uh, <laughs> new, new Christmas favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah and I decorating ended up being... Hannah was unwrapping ornaments and putting them on the tree, and I just sat and watched Christmas at the case. <laughs> I, just got so, I just got so into the movie <laughs> that I just stopped putting up decorations. I could just picture you just, like, very intensely watching Christmas yeah. with the cranks. Well, <laughs> dude, anytime there's a movie picture, like, at a bar or anything, I have to face away from TVs. Because, like, we could have the deepest conversation, and I'll see a flash, and I'll be like, oh, what's this commercial? <laughs> well, I remember when we when we were painting the van, and then we went to that bar, and we just started watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got sucked into it. Right. <laughs> I just, I any anything on a TV, I'm like... What is it? Mm-hmm. I'd need to watch. But so, so, uh, after Christmas, after I cried at the end of Christmas with the Cranks. I think you're the only one to cry after Christmas with the Cranks. That's all right. Chris Columbus, touching your soul. It wasn't Chris Columbus. He produced it. Well, sure, but he didn't direct it. No. No. Uh, but he, he also produced, uh, that Kurt Russell, uh, Santa Claus movie. I course. did see that. So, uh, that was a little redeeming quality, and I was like, <laughs> uh, maybe I'll give it a shot. <laughs> but so, after I cried... At the end of Christmas with Grants, uh, we put the old Yule log on. There's a new Ultra HD 4K version on oh, Netflix. Fuck. So it's like a real fireplace. Does it just go on forever? No, it's only an hour long. Oh, okay. Which, like, you, I'm like, why can't you just make this a loop for an just hour or make it five hours long or ten something? hours or something? Yeah, there's right. videos on YouTube that are like ten hours long. Right, that shit. But uh, yeah, it was great because it like it it. it it was motion, but it wasn't. There was no story, so I didn't get pulled in. <laughs> it's just like you're it. very intensely watching this right. log burn. Right. It's just but, like, but, what's gonna happen yeah. next? Well, no, there was one point when Hannah the went. The fire's to, going out. Hannah went to do something, and so I just sat down and I was watching, and I was like, "Man, I do love watching a, a good fire in real life." And I, but I'm surprised of how much I like watching this fire on the TV. Oh my god! And then at one point, uh, one of the logs on the pile. It crackled and fell off the pile, and I laughed out loud. <laughs> and Hannah was like, what are you watching? And I was like, the Yule log. A log just fell off. It's like it's like that uh, film that Andy Warhol made of the Empire State Building. And it's like literally like 12 hours long. And like when the fucking lights come on in the Empire State Building, yeah. it's just like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing right. in, in the history of cinema. Right. But the Yulog is nice because it has uh, it, it, they recorded audio with it, so you you get the crackle, the crackle and the pop yeah. of the fire. So it's we, not just we were like, like a generic right audio fire. Right. So we were blasting Christmas tunes, and when a song would die out, you'd hear you hear the crackle. Oh, that's that's nice. my crackle. What's your go-to Christmas song? I have a bunch. What's um, what's the one that's like you look forward? To? What's the one that you put on first? It's like this. It's December first and it's like we're start like i'm putting it on this, like, we have to enter christmas right now like what's the one that you're going to you can't go wrong with um the charlie brown version of a oh, christmas tree that's good yeah that's good but that, uh, that whole album is fucking oh, yeah. fire bro yeah. uh i'm a big fan of Feliz navidad which Feliz navidad which ver- the, just, fa- the famous version. okay okay yeah um Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Hit the merry bells! Yeah. That was my that was my favorite one for the longest time. Yeah, I I didn't. That was a that was a sleeper. And then this year I've heard it so many times. And every time I'm like, this is jam, dude. 
It's fire. I can get down to this. It's fire. I, I, I find myself coming back to the Big and Crosby White Christmas Oh, that's a classic. Album, dude. Um, the, uh, just this, his rendition of, like, Silent Night just fucking gets me, man. It, yeah. It's so fucking that's good. That's a good one. It, his voice is just so unique, and there hasn't been anything like it since. It's just, it's amazing. He just, I don't know. He just, whenever I think of Christmas, I just think of Big Crosby singing. Yeah. Oh, there was one that, there was one that came on, it's from a movie, but I can't, I can't remember what movie it is. The whole uh, of the day. Storm Jubilee. No. Uh, and I can't even think what it's called now. Um, the movie or the... The song. The song. I can't think What's of the movie? What's the, what's the I movie? don't know what the movie is. Damn it. it. I just remember it from a movie. Um, it's a Christmas movie? Yeah. Oh, Present man, or past? how's it go? Recent? I I couldn't tell you. I, <clears> I, I It's just such an iconic song, and I'm like, this has to be from a movie. So it might not actually Also, John Williams' score in Home Alone is very fucking great. Like, Christmas-like atmosphere. Music. Yeah. Very great. Um, I have to rewatch Home Alone. I feel like yeah. I haven't seen it. Like, I haven't seen it all the way through in years. It's I feel like since I was young. Um, ABC Family used to play Home Alone for a lot. I think that's where I watched it. At, they played everyone except for the original. So for the longest time, I'd seen two, three, and four, but not the original. The first one I always seen was three. That was the first one I watched. Yeah. And that was the first one. That was the one that was like always on repeat. Mm-hmm. So I watched. So I have a very fond like memories of three. Even Which one is three? The one it it doesn't start Macaulay Culkin. It's the new kid. And yeah. There's like he gets a chip in his uh, car, his little toy car, and then these like spies come to break in his house to get the chip yeah. in the car. And then it's him, like, setting Which up all Which one is four? Four is, like, made for TV. Um, it's, it stars a girl. Oh. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. There's only four of them. How about uh, Richie Rich's Christmas Wish? Never seen it. No? No, never seen it. It's a good one. It's a classic. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, Black Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so this movie that we watched. Uh, okay, so... Um, a little backstory on Black Christmas. Um, back in uh, 2006, I want to say. Or no, 2007. Because was, I was in middle school when this happened. Um, Bravo had this uh, TV uh, mini... It, it wasn't a mini series. It was kind of like an event series, as you would say now. But it was a uh, 100 Scariest Movie Moments. And it is probably, like, the greatest uh, encyclopedia of the 100, like, greatest scary movies, basically, up in, up until, like, 2007. Um, and what they, do, what they would do is count from 100 to 1 of, like, scary movies. And I wa- it was, like, broken up into four episodes, I want to say. And uh, this, uh, this little, like... Uh, series is actually scarier than some of the movies that they talk about because it would like it the music in it was so fucking weird and like it would just just be like these talking heads and you see like clips from these scary movies it, it frightened me as a as a kid um but i loved it so much but anyway um one of the movies on this list was black christmas and uh I made it, after this series uh, aired, I made it a mission to watch all of these movies, and I pretty much have seen every movie except for maybe like five, and, uh, but one of these movies, Black Christmas, I'd never seen it before, and I was uh, listening to all these people talk about 
uh, this movie and how it was like you know terrifying and scary and like Tom Savini was like raving about it and I was just like man I really need need to watch this movie you know it was just yeah. and um, it was uh, I think like a year or two had passed and it was around Christmas time and I was just flicking through the channels because uh, I didn't sleep much as a kid uh, because I suffered from I guess you would say insomnia yeah. Um, but so I would just be like downstairs in the living room, just like till like seven a.m. at times, you know, just like yeah. flicking through. Uh, I went to I went to school and just like would be have been up for like forty eight hours basically. Um, but so I was downstairs, I was in the living room, I was flipping through the channels, and I saw that this movie was coming on the HDNet channel when that was a thing. Mm. Um, and I was like, holy fuck, this movie's coming on! And so I was like, I'm staying up and watching it. So I stay up. I scare the shit out of myself watching this movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm, especially with, the, I, I was like in maybe like ninth grade, all like all alone in my house. Everyone else is asleep and I'm watching this movie like downstairs by myself and I'm just like, especially those like opening scenes too, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? And I'm just like freaked the fuck out. Especially in my old house with the woods behind me. Oh, yeah. I was fucking terrified, dude. Yeah. And, um, I don't think... I did finish it that night. I did finish it. But uh, it, it has uh, become a tr- annual movie to watch in December for me yeah. ever since that first viewing. Um, I, I adore this movie so much. And uh, it was made in 1974. Uh, it, was written in direct, it was written by Roy Moore and directed by Bob Clark. Um, it was made in Canada for a very low budget. Um, it stars Olivia Hussey, Kier Duella of 2001 A Space Odyssey fame, and uh, Margot Kidder, which uh, she would later go on to star as Lois Lane in the Superman movies. Oh, wow. Uh, one of the most underrated actresses in, actresses in cinema history. Who did she play in this? Uh, um, uh, Barb. Okay. The, the drunk. Yeah. Uh, uh, and... Um, it also stars uh, Ed Saxon as uh, yeah. Lieutenant uh, Fuller, uh, it's, and basically uh, plays the same character in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. <laughs> um, the same cinematic universe. Exactly. That, I mean, you literally could connect Nightmare on Elm Street with this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah like, easily. Through him, basically. He basically plays the same character. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start the movie, right? So, like, you know, what we yeah. do now is, like, we just, like, start the... Right. Actually, you yeah, don't yeah. know this yet because uh, you haven't gotten to those episodes yet. But we'd like yes. to play the movie uh, in the background and just kind of, like, reference it throughout. Yeah, it's so, a good way to remember, to remember like, things th- to talk about. Yeah, so. exactly. So I'm watching... Yeah, I we, have we just the, hit start. Yeah. Uh, just hit start. So start now. I have the uh, Shout Fact... Screen Factory... Uh, 2017 uh, edition uh, that came that yeah came out in 2017. Um, it's a uh, 4K restoration. No, it's a 2K restoration. It's a 2K restoration. Uh, it still has the same uh, grime and grit to it that it yeah. would have had in the original presentation. How do you feel about it? About that? So at first, it was I was like, wow, this is super crude. Yeah. Uh, the 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 first few scenes like that take place inside the apartment are very because it was shot on like 16 millimeter right uh it's very grainy very just it it feels very low budget at first but Mm -hmm. then as it gets going 
uh, I got so wrapped up in the story that I didn't even care about it anymore. You very, it, very, it fades very quickly. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's very prominent in those first scenes. It, it, I had seen this movie multiple times. Yeah. Uh, and when I saw it uh, with this edition, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> dude, this grain is fucking grimy. And right. I, was like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. I was like, I might just go back to... Because I have it on DVD, and I was like, I might just go back to watching my DVD version right, of right, it. Right. It took me a while to, like, appreciate it and, like, yeah. get into it again. But um, but once that, like, third act starts wrapping up, dude, dude like, you, you yeah. forget about it very quickly. And I kind of like it now. I like how gritty it looks. You know? Yeah. I, it very much feels like a, uh, a dirty movie, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth, because it's, like... It's a lot of this is like it, it it's it's obviously film grain because they shot it on film yeah. but like it's so crude that it it looks like it was shot on a bad digital camera at uh, times yeah um compared to today's standards yeah. and like an audience today watching this for the first time right let's talk about these pov shots dude these are great these are this is before the steady cam right before any type of like shoulder rig, I want to say too. Oh, uh, no, I mean, they, they had to have shoulder rigs. Yeah. I don't know when they exactly came out, but I mean, they've had to have shoulder rigs. Yeah, to achieve this kind of motion too. But this is shot on like a wide angle lens. Yeah. Shot it, it, very. It like a I mean, this is this is so wild, dude. Yeah. It's so creepy looking. And I love this shot with the shadow coming into play yeah. here. I love this shot right here. Yeah. And then how he like climbs up. The ladder. I know, and that was wild because the camera is must be attached to him somehow. Yeah, but it's great because in like the scenes when you see him climbing down the ladder in inside the house, yeah. you only see his left yeah, hand because you know that right hand, hand is holding the fucking camera. Right. You know? But when he climbs up the ivory, the ivy thing, you see both hands. Both hands. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know how the fuck they're pulling that off. Dude. Right, and it's still shaky, so it's not like they unless were, like, they have someone behind him fucking holding it. You know? I don't know. They probably just strapped it to its head. Got some duct tape, yeah. <laughs> like do it, dude. Don't just. I mean, know. that's like if you look at like old ski films. That's they would put like giant VHS cameras on top of their helmets. Yeah, so, pre GoPro. Like, yeah, but yeah, right here you wild. see both hands, and and it's like not that. Like, look, he, he's looking up right. Like, I don't right. know how they did it. This is Margot Kidder, who I fucking adore. Yeah, she's great. Um, she stars in a um very a very good. A thriller by Brian De Palma called Sisters, hmm. and uh, he had made it uh, after his failure um, of uh, Phantom of the Paradise, and he couldn't get a job in Hollywood again. So he went back to New York and made a very low budget, made this very low budget thriller. Okay, um, with with Margot, and uh, it, it's amazing. Here's a split diopter shot, which I find very. I don't really like it because it's the back of her head. So it's like, why are we yeah. focusing on the back of her head? Yeah, it was kind of unnecessary. Here, yeah. if you look, you can see when he his shadow is on the wall, you can see the camera shadow on the wall. Oh, really? Where? Yeah. Watch when it comes in. Right there. Oh, That's the camera. shit. You see the yeah, lens. I saw it. It looks fucking huge, yeah. dude. Oh, I mean, they were huge. Dude. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how they giant. pulled off that shot. Bob Clark, unfortunately, passed away. Um, him and his son got hit by a drunk driver. And uh, they were actually going to make a sequel to this movie. Really? In the early 2000s. I want to say like around 2006. Um, and they were planning, they, I think they were writing it, and unfortunately they got hit by a drunk driver mm. and both died in the car crash. Uh, very unfortunate. Yeah. It's a huge loss. 
Bob Clark has two of the greatest Christmas movies that ever made under his belt. What's the other? Christmas Story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a great interview uh, with Bob Clark uh, when I think they did like a uh, uh, screening of this movie and the interviewer was like, Christmas time must be a very uh, lucrative time for you. And because he gets all these residuals from Black Christmas and a Christmas yeah. story, and he's just like, he's like, dude, I don't have to work ever again for a day of my life because of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. But, um, so this was made four years before Halloween. And you can see some similarities. Oh, definitely. Between the two. Very, like, the POV shot yeah. and the opening scenes. Yeah. Very reminiscent of this film. Um, the heavy breathing, yeah, as well. Um, the way that Bob Clark controls his camera as well is very reminiscent of John Carpenter. I would feel too. Mm -hmm. It's not shot in anamorphic, but um, he has a very precise and uh, understanding of where the camera should be and yeah. what it's focusing on. The way that Carpenter, I feel. Uh, does mm -hmm. in his films. I mean, if they were t making this on a shoestring budget, they would not kind of get anamorphic for sure. No, I mean, this was made in Canada for a uh, for very low budget. I think they got filming through the government as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, you have a very uh, young cast here of very, very talented actresses. Yeah. Um, Olivia Hussey, who's leading kind of the pack here as Jess. She's our main character. Uh, she she was probably the most famous out of this entire cast because she had made um, this movie. She had made an adaption of Romeo and Juliet in the 70s. I want to say before. Okay. I, I can't remember exactly what the date is, but I believe it was before this. Um, and that was kind of like a big, big movie at yeah. the time. And uh, she... She was the big star, but I mean, you have Margot Kidder and you have Ed Saxon in this movie as well, who would, and who would go on to superstar him basically. And yeah. you know, um, and so here they they got the first phone call. That this scene from the mumbler. This scene coming up with the uh, close-ups of all the girls' faces. Yeah, really I think good. is one of the greatest shots in this entire movie. Um, the way that it keeps focus. I think and it doesn't start now, but the way it keeps focus on all of them. And it's just one yeah. shot, just panning across all their faces while this, yeah. while this, this, these phone calls are the creepy as fuck, dude. Yeah, creepy as fuck, especially for the time. Saying the c word, um, yeah. just you know, saying, talking about you know, like it's gonna. It, 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 it's interesting because it's it sounds like here's the shot that yeah. I'm talking about too. It's these extreme close-ups of all their shots and how it rack focuses perfectly to yeah. each face. You don't even notice. Which is how, what I'm talking about, how Bob Clark is so brilliant and very precise with his shots. Yeah. How he can go from these, like, long shots to doing uh, these zooms as yeah. well. There's a lot of zooms in this a movie. A lot of zooms, yeah. Which, you, which, if you're not paying attention, you don't really notice. Because you kind of get sucked up into the story Definitely. very much. Um, there's a lot of extreme close-ups. I love the extreme close-up on the phone. As well, later on in the movie, mm -hmm. with that that turquoise phone, uh, it, it's just a very, very uh, it's a a very confident director. Yeah, behind the screen right now, um, who's got a lot to prove and who's pulling it off. I feel like 
Uh, I love I love this uh, banter between Margot Kidder and the uh, caller, and how he's like, you know, and she's just like, oh, go stick all your dick in a wall, and he's just like, he snaps back perfectly. He's just like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, and just hangs up. Yeah, creepy as fuck. Now, do we want to ruin the film and talk about? Yes, spoilers so, from now on. Right. So my my question is, from has have the Phone calls, so when this first phone call comes in, mm-hmm. we, we learn that they, other phone calls like this have been coming in. Mm-hmm. Have they all been coming from inside the house? Yes, because he's already inside the house. Well, we see we him climb into the house now, but... And, he, and but, he came down the ladder already. No, no, no. So I'm, he's in that other room. But I'm saying prior to this phone call... Oh, you're Have right. they all been coming from inside the house? Oh, good question. It's not, it's not addressed, but I'm just... It makes you think. Good question. Um, because yeah, because previous because they have been getting these phone calls for a while. Right. It's our it's previously established when Jess says, "Oh, it's him again. It's the moaner." Right. So we know that he's been calling before already. Yeah. We don't know how long he's been calling, but right. he has been. Um, but that's the greatest thing about this movie is that um, we don't know who we don't know who the killer is. Yeah. You know, we never see him. He's just he, some demented guy. He's just some guy, you know, yeah. and it's just like. Uh, what Tom Zavini said in that 100 uh, Scariest Movie Moments is like, the brilliance of it is that with that POV, it's like, you're the crazy guy in the attic. Mm-hmm. It puts the audience in the movie. It's like, yeah. you're you're the killer, you know? Yeah. Um, which, which unfortunately has become kind of like a gimmick now is with like uh, found footage and everything. It's yeah. kind of lost its, its innocence a bit. But like with this, this was like one of the first movies to do it, you yeah. know? And it's just like, this scene here in the bedroom is, is, is wild. Oh boy, man. Talk about fucking watching this as a uh, fucking uh, 13-year-old kid. I mean, it's it's like... And late at night. Like, I pissed my pants at this scene. Yeah. So uh, they haven't shown us the POE from inside the closet yet, but they're going about to. So she goes to the closet. How the fuck she doesn't see him yeah. <laughs> is beyond me. Yeah. His hand right here, though. Yeah. Right there, That's dude. That's so creepy. Oh my god, I never noticed and that before. And then this is just... Cause now, yeah, it, it, I mean, this this scene is, is creepy all on its own. But the, the... And that, like, where you see just a silhouette of his face, mm-hmm. like his forehead, is, is super creepy. Um, and but, this girl is so innocent looking, yeah, too. You just, like, so want to innocent. protect her, you know? It's like... Yeah. It's like, oh my god, and this... Again, the slow... He, he yeah. takes his time with this movie. Yeah. And these very slow push-ins and these now, slow fall, fallers. The really creepy thing is the lobster with the giant eyes and the mustache behind her. Alden, I have never noticed that before. <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed. I have never show. noticed that until you just pointed it out right Look now. at it. Look it's how so fucking creepy. creepy that is. Who the fuck would sleep next to that? Yeah. Oh my god, dude. But, this fucking push-in right now I know. is so drawn out. And it's just like, I you was, know what's going to happen. I was I was really... I was ready oh, again. God. Yeah. And this, oh, my God. And then it's just done. And We don't come back to and it. And they do it They do it great. The, all the girls are laughing about the, How the you wouldn't nightgown, hear it. so yeah. they wouldn't hear it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when I was, like, when that jump, or when, when she was walking in, I don't know if you noticed me, but I, like, Started holding my glass really tight. Cause I was like, this jump is gonna come, and I'm not gonna be ready. <laughs> I gotta be setting. I gotta be setting. And it was. I, I gotta be honest. It was underwhelming. Mm-hmm. That that first. It, it could have been a much bigger jump scare. Yeah. And I, I was. I wanted it to be a bigger jump scare, and it it was not. 
Um, I think I think the image of her fucking yeah. in that yeah. uh, saran wrap yeah. is all you need. Absolutely, I all mean, you it, need. It's great. But the shadow, how he plays with shadows too throughout this movie, yeah. is amazing as well. It's very reminiscent of like Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love that scene. Uh, I think it's I I. I'm not a big fan of jump scares, though. You know, it's just not yeah. my thing. Um, but I think I think just that image alone of her gasping for air and that uh, plastic wrap is all you need. Yeah, well, I mean, that's sort of the iconic image of this whole thing, as we'll see. Is her? Let's talk about let's talk about how no one discovers this girl throughout the entire movie. Yeah, they never the find attic. her. She is sitting in the window of the attic with the saran wrap. I love how it's her mouth is open yeah. and it's tucked in the back, so you just yeah. you just realize it was a fucking horrible death. And this movie is great at uh, letting your imagination uh, come up with much worse imagery yeah. than you could ever possibly see on film. Yeah. Um, but I love I fucking this movie has a very uh, dark humor quality mm-hmm. to it too. Like with right now we're watching the uh, house mother fuel her alcoholism by hiding booze throughout the house. Yeah, that one was, I think, in the Bible. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. No. But when, when the horror kicks in, it's fucking visceral. Yeah. Which, it really is. Which I greatly admire, and which I'm trying to pull off in a film I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, it shows, it is a very masterstroke on how to balance genre right now. You have a little bit of comedy, and then you have something visceral and horrifying. Yeah. And then you have a pretty long stretch of comedy and like yeah. a little and banter between the characters. You get to know all the characters and all mm-hmm. the things, and then you get another visceral kill. And then, and then the suspense starts coming in, which becomes a ticking time clock when they put the... Uh, uh, the tracers on the on the phone. Yeah, which yeah. we know we already know he's in the house, but the characters don't know, and it Ooh. becomes it becomes that old school Hitchcock of showing the bomb to the audience. Yeah, and then letting it become just this ticking time clock of when the character is going to find out. Well, I mean to be completely honest with you, I didn't put two and two together that the guy in the house was the guy on the phone. No way. Yeah, really? I didn't. I didn't put it together until he finally walked into the room. And, like, we saw him call her from in that room. Really? Yeah. So did you think it was Peter? I, I didn't necessarily think it was Peter, but I I, I just thought That's it was... That's very interesting. I, I just thought it was some random person. And then, like... Wouldn't it have been great if it was just a joke? Yeah. That's what I and thought it was. And there was actually a killer in the house. Right. That's what I thought it was for a long time. And then, yeah. and then she said the little bit, like, that, like, there, there's the part that the person on the phone says what Peter had said to her in their mm-hmm. argument. He's like, Lebiley! Right. Ah, yes! Lebiley! Right. And, yeah. and and when that happened, I was like, hmm. And they, and they like, they, they I mean, they set it up. Like, they, they talked about the house mother having her own phone line, mm-hmm. but they didn't need to, to tap into that. Yeah. And they also, did you notice when the house mother is coming uh, through the door with, like, a, something, and she goes... Oh, we got a call about that door, how it sticks. Yeah, and that comes into play when she's trying right. to get out of the house. Right. Like I was like, oh my god. Yeah, because I had never noticed that before until this viewing. 
Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, dude. They fucking called it back to that. Yeah. I love that. But I, I, yeah, I honest to God didn't, didn't notice or didn't realize that it was the killer in the house. That's very interesting. Making the phone calls. Very interesting. Right until they force fed it to me. Hmm. Yeah, until you actually see him dialing in the other room. This shot is really wicked. That's, that's not a dummy. That's the actual actress. That's wild. She did all these scenes with that plastic wrap through her mouth. That's and wild. Like, I mean, with, with the opened eyes, with that stare too, Yeah, greatest actress in the world right there. And this fade is so long. Dude. <laughs> oh my god. It's unnecessarily long. There's it is really very, no point for it to be this long. This is like a 15 second fucking fade right yeah. now. It's, yeah, it's a little brutal. But now we're coming up on a long shot that introduces the girl that just died. We're introducing her father. Yeah. And he's really great at playing this kind of, like, very stern, very conservative, like, asshole dad. Yeah, he's very distressed, So this this camera panned down, and now it is slowly zooming in onto his face. So what what lens do you shoot this on, Alden? Oh, I don't know. I like how he moves around, too. It's not very centered at first, and then it slowly does become centered. Is a gr- and like I I, li- I like how this guy and uh, I mean I just got hit with a snowball. I like how he berates this guy too. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. you should have been watching them. He's right. like, and the guy's just like, so sorry. Yeah. Um. But I I this guy I like how he uh, acts with his face and his eyes a lot. And there's a scene uh, when uh, one of the local girls goes missing, and there's like this search party that's looking for her, and they actually they find the girl she'd been murdered by presumably the killer in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene when he approaches the body. We don't see the body, but we see everyone's reaction to the body. Yeah. And he approaches the body, and the look on his face is all we need. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see the body. It's the very, his wide-eyed, uh, just horrified face that kind of sells it. And I, 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 thought, I thought it was very, very, very fascinating and a very great uh, lesson in acting as well. Yeah. I, I love this scene right here. Yeah, this is funny. I think the, the scene that you, you were talking about, about the father's look, I think there's also like a tiny bit of relief that it's not his daughter. Ooh, I didn't think about that. You know? Yeah. Like, he's obviously horrified because his mm-hmm. daughter is still missing. Yeah. But he's, it's like a tiny bit of relief that the dead girl is not his daughter. There's that little bit of hope yeah. that she's still alive. Right. Oh, that's... This, I this poster is really funny. <laughs> this old woman just yeah. flicking the camera off. Again, yeah. it's this dark this sense scene, of humor. This scene is hilarious. Where the house mother tries to hide the sex-having peace sign. Yeah. It's, again, this whole scene is played for comedic effect. Yeah. It's this whole, like, light-hearted tone. Yeah. Even the scene before she's this, a, too. she's a great actress. Oh, my God. Like, this is the only movie I've ever seen her in. Yeah. But, my God, does she sell this character so well. Yeah. Which, this, that role could have been a very um, overplayed performance. Yeah. With, like, the alcoholism. Right. And the, right. Uh, you know, very, like, light-hearted tone that comes to it. But she just brings this very just real quality to it. Yeah. You believe that she is this house mother. Right. You believe that she's this like kind of caring person that cares for all these girls. Yeah. But also would have a very deep-seated alcoholic addiction, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, but th- this movie is just cast so well, and you got to give it up to Bob Clark for finding these actors yeah. on this low of a budget, too. These very young actors, and also these very uh, older character actors as well. 
in, on this Canadian set, you know, like that's that's lightning in a bottle right there, yeah. dude. You know, um, I love how she opens this door too. She fucking this scene goes on for so long. Yeah, she reaches so she far and so she's just like, to keep "Oh her my hand god, on. it's fucking hilarious!" Yeah. And the look on her face too is just and like she keeps eye contact with him the entire time too, yeah. which is just amazing. And it's like you just, and like he just closes his door right now to just see this, and it's just yeah. like. It's also very, like, uh, earth-shattering to him because he thinks he's raised this very, you know, conservative right, daughter. Right, right. And now she's, like, at college learning, you know, all about, you know, she's going on dates with boys and, right. like, you know, very being very liberated, you yeah, know, by this like, college experience. Uh, in a couple of scenes, the police chief is like, oh, don't worry. Usually when girls go missing, they're just shacking up with their boyfriend, if that's any consolation. And he's like, no, that's not a consolation. Yeah. <laughs> but you, 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 again, it's a, it's a role that with a not treated in the same like with respect could yeah. have been very just like bland mm-hmm. it's like you're the concerned conservative father father right. Right. right right but he just plays it in a way where you just like you believe that character is real you believe yeah. you believe the the way he's portraying it you know it's just yeah. and that that goes for the the young sorority girls as well and I, what I give, what I fucking respect about this movie, you have a lead character who is dealing with the fact that she's pregnant and yeah. wants an abortion. Right. There's no like, should I get an abortion? Shouldn't I? No, her mind is set. She is getting an abortion. There are things that she wants to do with her life, and she cannot have a child yeah. to raise. She doesn't see fit to be raising a child at her age. Yeah. And. It's very feministic. Like, there's a very feminine quality to that mm-hmm. that that female character, and it's very empowering. Very empowering, especially for the time, mm-hmm. 1974. You know, like that, no one talked about abortions back then, really. Yeah, you know, it was very early on in the feminist movement. Um, I want to say, and um, it it's very empowering. I feel like, and she she basically tells her boyfriend, who who was who was the father of her child, basically to fuck off. Yeah. When he says you can't get an abortion, she's like, "Fuck you, yeah, uh, you like I'm. I don't care what because you, you like, there's there's a scene when he like kind of because her boyfriend when she tells him the scene that's coming up right now actually, she tells him that she is pregnant, and she wants an abortion. He's just like, "I want a family, I yeah. want a baby. This is great," and she's just like, "No, I don't. <laughs> like I feel like she doesn't even really want to be with him." Right. Right. You know, she's just like, this is a mistake and we need to correct this because yeah. I don't see myself living a life with you. And he's just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I didn't see this coming, he's you know? Pretty, he's pretty screwy. Well, especially because uh, he he's uh, training to become a concert pianist yeah. and his dream quickly dies. Uh, yeah. And basically the next scene that he's in, he does not get into the conservatory or whatever or the... Right. the uh, his audition for it fails basically. Yeah, and, and so and you, you sort of get fa- the sense that it's because his his mind is on this. Yes, on, exactly on the, on the baby. Because in the previous scene when she's talking to him on the phone, he's like, "I haven't slept for like four days. Yeah. I've been training, and like I haven't gotten any sleep." And I think with the revelation of this baby, really just kind of like, uh, and the fact that she is dead set on getting an abortion, really just kind of like nosedives his audition. Yeah, and. uh he kind of falls back on like, be, like, wanting a family. Basically, yeah. it's not even like what's right. It's just like, oh, I, well, I'm not going to be a concert pianist. Might as well uh, lock down the family, yeah. you know. 
And he, like, ha- he has a scene with her where he's just, like... I love this shot, by the way. Oh, my God, this is great. The depth of field in this is amazing. Ah, so good. Yeah. But, and I, they don't they don't actually tell us, but... Oh, here's a split diopter yeah, shot that ain't too great, but I admire it. Yeah. You can see where the, uh, the lamp here isn't uh, lined up perfectly. Well, I think this is a real split diopter, not a fake one. You, but that lamp is like no. I think that's just, a little bit. I you mean, think just as like we, as we've discovered, we don't really know how split diopters work. But yes, um, like there's no crossfade. Like mm-hmm. when he puts the telephone down, his hand goes out of focus. Oh right yeah, there. look at that. Yeah, you see that. I fucking and love Marta like, Kidder in that scene when she's feeding yeah. alcohol to that kid. Right, but like if it was if it was two different takes and they cut it, his back then they wouldn't have made been able to make his hand cross that line you're right you're very right so i love i mean as everyone in this podcast listens to i love split diopters and i it's a uh, cinematic tool that has gone very underused in recent years Uh, yeah i gotta say it's not uh it's not in anymore when when was the last time in a recent movie where you saw i couldn't tell you when i couldn't tell you either yeah why we're bringing it back hey um uh, another call from the uh, from the killer here. I think Olivia Hussey's the really the only one to talk to him on the phone. No one else talks to him on the phone besides Margot Kidder in that yeah, first scene right there. there in that first scene. Yeah, yeah um, this is a while. Is the jib down and then it zooms into the window. Look at awesome. this. This is some Orson Welles shit right here. Look at that. Yeah, it's pretty. Strange. God damn it. This guy is just... Agent, or Officer Nash. Officer Nash. Officer Nash. Felatio. Felatio. Fucking Margot Kidder in this movie. Oh my god, I can go on for my love about Margot Kidder, dude. Um, this is so... She, th- this scene is all, like, setting up this, uh, this Officer Nash and how just, like, oblivious he is. And it's, it's a perfect character setup, you know, She's cracking a beer right now. Oh my god, I love Margot Kidder in this movie. Um, but uh, there's a little banter between Margot Kidder and, and Officer Nash where she uh, gives a fake street address. Of uh, her street is, she says that her street is fellatio, and uh, he's uh, he takes it very earnestly and he tells her to spell it out. And you just <laughs> so this scene right here sets up later on in the movie. She's talking about how the door won't open and how she needs to call, like, the landlord to get it fixed. It plays later on in the movie when um, Olivia Hussey's trying to get out of the the house and the door won't open. So it's not like the cliche, like, you know, why isn't the door opening? They already set it up earlier on in the movie that the door's fucked. And which I I hadn't really noticed until this uh, screening when I was really paying attention to it. And I, again, it's Bob Clark being very precise with the shots, being very deliberate of what you're watching and what you're seeing. Because um, a lot of movies just have a lot of filler. But I feel like every shot in this movie is deliberate and was a choice for Bob Clark. And it just shows how great of a filmmaker he was and a very, very underrated filmmaker. I mean, he, like, when we talk about thrillers, we should be talking about how Black Christmas started it all. Oh, man, it just is so good throughout the whole thing. I I was, like, every, every... It's the fellatio scene. Yeah, this is, it's really funny that this 
sets up for a joke so far down the, oh the, the it, movie. But that movie does it, like with the door, doesn't pay off until like the last ten minutes of the movie. This joke doesn't pay off for like another twenty more minutes. I know. You know, it's just the 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 payoffs in this movie are endless. They're yeah, they're very good. But I just really, as we got deeper and deeper into this movie, I just liked it more and mm-hmm. more and more. It's a film that gets better with the time that you spend with it. Yeah, you know, it, it could, like in the hands of a of a lesser filmmaker, this could be forgotten. Right in the annals of film history, but you got Bob Clark, young, talented, got something to prove. Yeah, you know, and he's just he gives you something that is very reminiscent of Hitchcock, but breaks all the rules of Hitchcock. You know, yeah, and it's, I just admire, and especially to be four years prior to Halloween, which would span an entire subgenre of movies that would just yeah. rip off these tropes and how this movie did not fucking catch on yeah. until later on in life is it's 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 unfortunate mm-hmm. um but the greatest thing about cinema is that great movies rise to the top and this very much has risen to the top in recent years yeah but and and so here we are now peter is i love i love this sequence i love yeah. this rack focus shot between his hands and then the judges here. Yeah. And that guy looks like Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> he sort of looks like Ashton Kutcher. He does. Oh my God, you're totally right, dude. But it, he just really fumbles through this piano solo. And dude, you can tell. it's so painful to watch. And was, he I, sells I, it perfectly. As, as I mean, it's, it's playing. The music's playing to match mm-hmm. his finger movement, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And I'm like listening. I'm like, I can't hear any melody here. No, it's like, frustration. Right. He's, like, really screwing this up. It's yeah. not like he's hitting a couple wrong notes. He's just, like, he's not doing anything and he right know, here. And he knows he's fucking yeah. up, too. And you can just yeah. see it. You can hear it, and you can see it on his face that he knows that he's he's so distracted. Mm-hmm. Ah, man, this fucking zoom shot right here. And there's just these dead fucking pans right now. Yeah. Oh, my God, so good. Everyone can relate to this. Everyone has tried to prove themselves to somebody else. Yeah. And when you know you fucked up, when you know you didn't play on your A game, that's what that scene is getting at right now. Yeah. Here's another great shot of it. It focuses on this girl. The camera's moving, and and we go from this woman who's uh, reporting her child missing, and then it turns and focuses on Lieutenant Fuller, Ed Saxon's character. And it's all one shot right now. Yeah. Man, this shot, man, it's so fucking great. Yeah. It is. It's really good. And this is a great introduction to Ed Saxon's character as well. You know, we got this very, you know, like, uh, no-nonsense detective. And he this he plays it as... That's what I love about Ed Saxon is just, like, he feels like he could be, like, your best friend's dad. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's got this familiarity to him mm-hmm. where you just feel like you, you know who this guy is. I love how this character just rips Nash apart. Yeah. This, this entire sequence is really good. Now, do they know each other? Does does Claire's boyfriend know uh, Lieutenant Fuller? Uh, it's it's unclear. Because they were on like a first name basis. Like he called him Ken yeah, or something. Yeah. You know, it's it, I don't know. It was very. Uh, I thought they. I don't know. I thought they were related somehow, but it's never developed at all. Yeah. But they know each other on a first name basis here, which is very interesting. Also, he's wearing a fur coat, which I just find yeah. just uh, just very weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is. 
Megan Nash put the wreath back up. Yeah, it shows how, like, Nash is just kind of, like, the joke of the department, yeah. you know? This shot of the house, I thought, it's the opening shot, too, and but that shot of the house, it just sets up the entire tone of the movie. What is Margot Kidder looking at in this scene? It looks like a Playboy. Oh, it definitely, it's something. And she's, like, drawing in it? She has, like, a pencil that she's, like, fumbling with? It's, yeah. But it's weird, but it's... It's definitely a naked woman. But it's her character, you know? Yeah. And it's just, like, it, it, like you know that she, she plays drunk so well in this movie. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Margot Kidder? <laughs> <laughs> like, but she plays drunk so well in this yeah. movie. And, but I love this scene where she's just like, you, you all blame me. Yeah. And there's like this, there's this, when her character is first introduced, really, she's kind of getting blown off by her family. Yeah. To go on Christmas yeah. vacation. It kind of, right. it sets up her kind of like descent into, you know, her depression and dealing it with alcohol, you yeah. know? And so you, I, I there's this, this sad quality to it. What, this shot? Right yeah. Here? It's just like the focus is on the father, and you can tell he's just yeah. judging so hard. Oh my he's not god! Saying yeah. anything, he just sells it perfectly, yeah. and it just shows how great of an actor. He, like this, his look doesn't change at all, but the blinking of his eyes, yeah, very deliberate. Oh my god, Margot Kidder. Um, but I love, I love how she just kind of like you see her masking her depression with the alcoholism and yeah. trying to be funny. Yeah, you're trying to be the the quick-witted uh right. comedian of the group right and then she and then it it really breaks after this sequence right here when she just she come, becomes very vulnerable and she blames herself too for yeah. this girl missing you know but she's it's this very deep-seated hatred right here it's like she goes from laughing she's very and then just right here yeah like oh my god she just switches it on a dime right mm-hmm. now and it's just you blame me Oh, man, it's it, it just shows how how good of an actress she was, and she just passed away this year, earlier mm. this year actually, and um, it's it's very sad. And I wish she she kind of just did the uh, Superman movies, yeah, and nothing really. Uh, she d- she dealt with a mental illness later on in life, mm. and uh, kind of gotten forgotten by Hollywood, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but man, the movies that she did, like she is the definitive Lois Lane for me. Like she, she's the t- when, the way she plays Lois Lane is like that. She would be the reporter in the shit, mm. you know. She, she's just like she, I love Amy Adams, you know, and yeah, like yeah. I, I, I love her. But but man, Margot Kidder was Lois Lane, you know. Yeah. She was that headstrong feminist reporter that just like. Yeah, Superman is hot, and uh, yeah, I would I would date him, but I don't need Superman. Like, yeah, I, I'm gonna you know change the world on my own. You know, right, right, it's right. just ah oh, man, she's just such a great actress. Mm-hmm. Um, this fucking guy, yeah. <laughs> this fucking guy, so is, much disapproval. Oh my god, and now we have Peter oh, destroying. Yeah. This fucking piano, which would come to haunt him later on in the movie, which I, yeah. I love how everything kind of has a payoff, you oh, yeah. know? Every decision kind of comes back to haunt yeah. someone. Yeah, they really, they're they're really playing him up to be the killer through the yeah. whole thing. You, so you didn't think he was the killer throughout this movie? Uh, I didn't think he was the killer, um, but whether he was the phone caller or not, I wasn't yeah. sure. Because he does, he is in the house during one of the calls, and there is enough time yeah. for him to like make that call and right, to get right, right. downstairs to surprise Jess. Yeah, I love the well, scene. But no, but she's on the phone while the call is going on. Yeah, she she, she calls and she's where he calls. She listens to the call. 
she hangs up, and then she's calling someone else, and he comes down. So it's after uh, that call. Okay. I love the scene. You don't hear anything, yeah. but you understand what's going on. But it's like, is it supposed to be the POV of the killer outside? Right. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's very interesting. <clears throat> and uh, we're about, we're coming up on this, the Well, kill. this is a really good moment because she's like, I- I'm going to go to my sister's house, so I won't be here when you get back. Yeah. And it just sets up. I How mean, they don't question that she's not there. Right. You know, it's just like, oh, what happened to Miss Mac? Oh, yeah. well, she's at her sister's house. So, again, everything has a payoff. Everything pays off in this movie. There's yep. there's no fat in this movie, I feel like. Um, this is the search sequence coming up here, which that, that scene later on that I talk about. Um, there's a mother. Yeah. Very, very... This is really weird, though. Did you see the reflection? The reflection right there. Yeah, I don't they, understand how that reflection It has to be like there. a lens fuck-up or something. Yeah. I don't get that. Because it was like the fire right there, right? right? There was no right. mirror. Unless they were like reflecting something off from the bottom. I don't know. I don't... I, I'm very confused about Yeah, that was... Because it, it's in the shot. It, they cut back to that shot again, and it's there again. Do they? Uh, Do they cut back to her? Yeah. Because I remember seeing that reflection again, and I was like, I don't understand how this reflection I love is. how this dude's smoking a fucking cigarette yeah. while about to ride his fucking snowmobile. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's all very... Oh, very yeah, here it is. Again. What yeah. the fuck is it's just, that? Yeah, it's, it's really... I don't know. Is that in the lens? It, I don't know. Because, like, I there's not a piece no of glass idea. there. Well, they could have a polarizer or something up like in front of the lens that would make a weird filter. Very odd. But I kind of want to watch the DVD and see if that's in there to see if it's if it shows up because of the restoration or not. Mm, yeah. This is a great wide shot. I love the uh, lights in the background. Yeah. And this is a creepy shot. Yeah. This is Peter obviously because he says he was he got tired of waiting. Yeah. And and so jumping ahead now does Peter kill the police officer? No. Peter kills Peter, the police officer. No, Peter doesn't. No, because Peter's. No, Peter doesn't kill the police officer. Who the, kills the, the police the officer? The maniac does. The maniac went outside and killed the police when officer. When did he leave the house? There's enough time in between before the phone call that gets traced for him to go outside and kill the policeman. There's enough time there. I just don't think him. he would leave the house. I love this shot of the fucking cat licking the body. Fucking. Again, that dark fucking humor coming back yeah. into this movie. She's drinking what she's drinking straight something that just sounds fucking gross. Yeah. Like why the fuck would you just drink that straight, you yeah. know? Um but I don't I don't think Peter killed anyone. I think Peter does. I I would say that it's Peter's. No kill. way. You would yeah. you really think Peter would kill somebody? Yeah. I don't I think, think Peter I think if Peter was going to kill someone it would be Jess. I don't think he's going to kill he was going to kill Jess at the very end. I think he might have killed Jess there. Right. And that's what, I think he killed the police officer so that he could get into the house. But where did he get the knife to kill that police to cut his throat? I don't I'm not buying it. I don't I, I mean, don't think I'd buy that theory. I mean yet. the the deranged guy doesn't have a knife either. No, he has the unicorn that he stabs. Yeah, but that unicorn with. isn't going to slit a throat like it did. It could have. You know how strong it is. But, but after he kills after he kills her with the unicorn, he stays in that room. Oh, fuck, you're right. Because Phil comes back and he's already in yeah. that room and then when Jess goes up, he's still in that room. Yeah. I still think there's enough time for him to kill that police officer before I think Phil is murdered. I think it's Peter because when... When the chief police comes over and and explains 
girls, there's a cop outside, you have nothing to worry about. As it does that shot. As he's driving people. away, Peter comes out of the shadow, and you see, like, his face gets illuminated as he steps out of mm-hmm. the shadow. That makes me think that he went over and killed the police officer. But he's not focusing on the police officer, he's focusing on the house. He's looking at the house. He I doesn't he, look, I think he doesn't look watching, over to the police I think he's car. watching the cop drive away. Because he does look at Lieutenant Fuller yeah. when he's walking out. Right. I don't. I don't think Peter's killing anyone in this movie. I think he is. Here comes this. First off, this is a very illogical kill because the amount of strength that you would have to have to throw this fucking hook and to have yeah. it latch onto her. Yeah, it would just throat. hit her bluntly. Like yeah. there's no way that would hook her. No fucking way. But I also. <laughs> this is this is hilarious right now when she sees. I was the, gonna do an Instagram live video. You can start now. But now, yeah, they just zoomed on her noticing. And now she, like, slowly turns to see the killer. And it's just hilarious. He He's so shaken oh up. Oh, my God, like, dude. Yeah, there's no way that would actually happen. But My iPhone storage is almost full. But now, she just kicked her foot. She just kicked her shoe off, and that never comes back. I think he goes back down and gets it. Sure, but they sh- they should have seen that because that, that would have been something I think one of the girls would picked up. Oh, definitely. I think I think he goes back down and gets it sure. before anyone comes back. Sure. I just I don't know. I wish they would have addressed that. Yeah. I love the shot of the zoom in on the uh, on his face when he says "Hey" and then it zooms out. I love that shot. This wide angle lens in the middle here. Yeah, it really just goes funny. out. It's so good. And this freak out that he has is yeah. just like, it's so weird. You mean the deranged guy, yeah. Yeah, the deranged guy that when he's just like, ah, he's just like tossing yeah, and hitting it's everything. Like really, uh, it almost feels unwarranted. Like, like why is he freaking out? Yeah. Because he's a fucking, he's fucking yeah, fucked up, right. dude. But there's just no explanation for it. I, I think it's just giving you a little bit more time with him because we haven't really seen him. In a little bit. Yeah. So it's just... Gives him a little more personality. Yeah, it gives him a little... It, it, it You dive more into this guy's psyche of like, okay, this guy is yeah. just completely fucked. He's, nothing's deliberate here. This right. guy's a psychopath. Right, right, right. I think the scene's coming up here when, when they discovered the, the yeah. child. Yeah. Man, I mean, again, I, it, it, it's a very... It's a great, simple story of killer in the house. Yep. Sorority girls getting obscene phone calls. Yeah. Killers inside the house. They find out that he's inside the house. And then what do you go, where do you go from there? You know, it, right. it, it's a very, I mean, I think the movies, I think movies with very simple premises with the great directors yeah. end up being the films that last throughout yeah. cinema history. And so here's the girl catching what a shot. mustache that is on the guy on the left. Dude, holy fuck, I never know. That's a fake mustache, dude. You think that's a fake mustache? I, it looks fake. Uh-huh. It looks very, very bushy. Oh, man. Just these yeah, reactions. This guy's reaction, because you know he's concerned that he might think that it's his it's girlfriend. His girlfriend. And this so shot right here, that, dude. So like, oh, my God. He's just, definitely horrified, but like... You think he's relieved here? Just like, hold on it. There. Yeah, right, right there. Because the, the mother The tension comes in down. his face where, like, right. kind of like goes away. And, and the mother comes down, and she's like, obviously, it's her, her daughter. This close-up right here of the phone, I fucking love. Yeah, it's a good one. And just it ringing. Yeah. Is, oh, man, it's it's very simple, but the phone just stands out with that turquoise color. Yeah. 
and just with that faded background. And look, and this is a one shot again. He goes, he rack focuses from the phone onto her. And this is this is a continuous shot. It goes from a very kind of like uh, semi close up of her, and then it ends on her eyes. Just appreciate this fucking scene right now. Yeah, that's why. I don't How know if I that. this is all oneer right now. And her perform Olivia Hussey has this weird accent yeah. where I can't pinpoint I if she is British, British or if she she's definitely not American. <laughs> it's like, but man, does she fucking kill it in this movie? Yeah. I'm just showing this like desperation and this fear. Oh my god, this this yeah, zoom this is too. so fucking good. How it just ends on her eyes. And she's kind of she's just slowly just like it's not she's not losing it, but the frustration of everything yeah. that's going on around her, and then just culminating to the final act of this movie is yeah. just is, again in a in a lesser directed and acted film it could have just faded away. Yeah. And so now we see we've seen the shadow of somebody, and so now she's picking up and she's calling the uh, police station to report some disturbance, some uh, unreal calling, or some disturbing calling, and we see the shadow that's coming down the stairs, and I, I think at this point, I, I think I actually verbally said, like, turn around! There, there were a couple times, there were a couple times during this film when I, like, made some verbal shouts of directions to the, the uh, actors of what they should do. But yeah, and I mean... Seeing everything that we've seen so far with all the shadows and a little bit of the the deranged man's stature, like we're led to believe that this is him, but again we find out it's Peter. And this this plays into the whole idea of it being Peter later that, later on. The way this scene is edited is that there is enough time between that phone call and Peter walking down the stairs yeah. for you to actually be convinced that it's him. Right. And so, and and Peter talks here about the screaming. I think doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 was, he said he was sleeping. Yeah, yeah. But how did Peter get in with the door that's been like you know well, fucked it, up? It's it seems like it's not fucked up for everybody. Yeah, like it's it, every once in a while yeah. that it like kind of gets stuck. Yeah, it just needs some WD forty. Yeah. <laughs> but Come on, guys, this, it's just some... this scene coming up here when they argue about the baby and the abortion, like when he just goes, "You bitch." Like, yeah. It's like, but but I love this scene because it, it shows her character kind of like being like fuck you I don't need you yeah like I'm not gonna this shot this is awesome because Nash is talking about the address I think and it racks to the father right as there he, yeah as he's hearing oh Nash my god say, oh you're at this address and that this is when I really like the, the police force really gets involved yeah when when they become a very prominent. Yeah. figure in the plot of the movie right they're very much in the background they're actually like they're introduced as the comedic effect because the yeah. first police officer that we're introduced to is nash yeah it's like this bumbling you know police officer and then we're introduced to lieutenant fuller right. who's very much the stern like you feel safe in his presence you yeah. know yeah like oh my god but but Kier duella one of the very like like he acted in one of probably the one of the probably the greatest sci-fi movie ever made, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Hmm. 
And I think that it, it, he, he didn't really do anything after that. You know? That, that kind of movie would, that has been that referenced and that celebrated. And what other movie can you name that yeah. he's been in? You know? Yeah. Besides this movie that you're seeing him in right now, you know, it. it, it I didn't it, even recognize him. I know because he looks completely different. Yeah, you know, with that, with the long hair. Yeah, and like, um, it, it, he's actually in this TV show that I watched called The Path that came out a couple of years ago. And okay. I didn't even know it was him because he looks completely different because he's much older now. Um, but I think he's a very he's he's a good actor and like he, um. He sells this character, I think, as this very, like, douchey pianist who yeah. kind of just, like, puts all of his problems on her. And he's just like, oh, we'll get married and have this baby and all my problems will be solved. Yeah. And she, I love her reaction here. She's just like, no. Yeah. Like, that is not what I want. You know, it's just like... Uh, you, you have not thought about me at all. Exactly. It's just like, oh, you're saying you've made my decisions for me because right. I actually said that like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the way he says it is just like oh so I have no say in this right. you know like oh we're we're just going to get married here and you know live happily ever after no fuck you yeah fuck you for you know thinking that I'm going to go along with this plan I I love how liberated the, her character is and how headstrong yeah. she is and and what a zoom that was what a fucking again these zooms in these movies dude no one does zooms anymore Split diopters and zooms. Yeah. Bringing them back. 2019, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, but, again, uh, this role that Keir Duell is playing could have been a very cliched uh, antagonist, but he brings this very real human element to it of this guy who has kind of lost everything. Yeah. He lost the one passion that he had was, you know, being a pianist. And for all intents and purposes that he sees like he's not going to achieve that dream yeah and so what do you do after that what do you do when the one thing that you had going for yourself in your life is no longer obtainable uh, i think you uh go hike around nepal for 12 months <laughs> hey, come back go back this shot though loki was really good yeah it, it like racks from nash to the father to the boyfriend all one shot. Yeah. This whole scene right here, it goes on for a while. This oh, goes yeah. on for this like really five funny. minutes here. And like this guy, he's credited as laughing detective. All he I does is laugh in this be, movie. Yeah. And like he fucking sells it. They, these guys sell this fucking scene so yeah. hard. And how Nash plays it, how the character plays it, and he's just like, oh, something dirty, yeah. isn't it? You know? <laughs> it's like, he literally has no idea. He has so, he's so fucking oblivious. But it Again, it's paying off. Yeah. It pays off in that third act of the movie yeah. when he's just like, don't tell her that the killer is inside the yeah. house. And you fucking know that Nash is going to blow it. Right. You know? But you hope he's going to redeem himself. But nope, he fucking blows it because he's yeah. so fucking oblivious. And he, and he almost plays it cool too, but then she freaks out so much that he has to tell her. I know, yeah. It's just like, it, it's so like... Like, he can't, like, he's so, like, not headstrong, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, once once the first obstacle comes, he kind of breaks, yeah. you know? And, like, it, it, this, it, this guy sells it so well, you know? It's just, like, how can someone be that oblivious yeah. to fellatio? But you look at this guy and the way he's he plays it. He's just the head, like... Exactly. Like, you know, he doesn't really blink at all right there. And he's just, like, what's wrong? Yeah. Like, he sells it perfectly. 
Yeah, it's, it is really funny. And it, it, like, they don't even set it up. Like, the, the other detective starts laughing. And you're like, what? what? What could be so funny? And it takes a minute for the callback to actually come. Yeah. Like, you forget yeah. about the fellatio joke right up until... Yeah. Like, you don't even know what he's laughing about. Here's yeah. the, you bitch. And he just, he just <laughs> broke one of her ornaments for no reason. You bitch. <laughs> Side note, this is the gaudiest tree I've ever seen. Oh, my God, I'm dude. so glad we don't decorate trees like that anymore. Dude, it's so fucking bad. Oh, my God. It's Look. just, like, covered in fake snow spiderweb. It looks like snow. fucking spiderwebs. What the fuck? But it's, I think it's supposed to be snow. It's, like, green and red and blue. Oh, God, oh, yeah. dude. It's so bad. It is so this, bad. I like this shot a lot. You see his eye, and it really makes him look You see so his one eye, but then you, the other eye is completely blacked out it here. It makes him look so scary. His, the one eye that he has yeah. that's showing is... He, so intense. Yeah. I like how and he you pushes be- her out of that shot too. Yeah, and you believe he could be the killer. Oh right yeah. There. yeah. In that in that kind of snap moment right there. He goes from being very lovey and very like, we're gonna have a future together. Right. You know, we're gonna raise this family and we're gonna be, you know, the modern, you know, classical family and right. the way he just changes the dime right there from being like this shot right here. Yeah. This zoom Which in I on. didn't even notice but it turns out that it was a very important brief interaction. Right but there. that goes to show how great of an actor John Saxon is, because you can overplay that scene yeah. very, very easily. But he just kind of, he just, he notes it, and he takes it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's not like this aha moment. It's right. just this, that was odd. I'm going to, you know, note that for later. Yeah. And so this, so this scene starts the whole, uh, wiretapping right uh like tracing the call sequence and we see later on in the movie uh, the like warehouse i want to say yeah, of yeah, like yeah. how they used to do this. this is a very outdated method yeah this movie was made in 1974 and, but um i w- i wish they would have delved into like how that technology worked because i find it fascinating and i want to know yeah. how it fucking works it is it's really interesting Cause it's so elaborate, and like, yeah. like he like checks like this cone to see like something, and then yeah. he runs to like the other side of the fucking warehouse to find like the other bit of information. Yeah. Like it, it's it's ah man, I found it very. I love how he shoots that those scenes too. Yeah, he goes from these very wide shots of like each aisle into like these close ups of like like of objects of are obscuring like his face, but you get to see him perfectly. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant camera placement, brilliant direction throughout this entire movie. I want to, I want to know, like, I mean, obviously, like, this was made in, back in a time when you could have as much pre-production as you wanted, you know, but, uh, ah, man, it's just, it's so, every scene, every shot feels so deliberate and so planned out. I think it's very interesting to hold the focus on the detective during that whole shot. Well, yeah, because it, he's taking command of the room you know he's very he very much becomes the center point of uh the plot now you know he's the connecting tissue between all of this yeah and you feel very safe in this guy's presence you know i feel like as an audience member i'm like he's gonna solve the case right you know like i feel very safe in his in his presence yeah yeah but man i i the girl, the girl that plays Phil, I don't know the actress's name, but man, does she uh great character actor and just sells the whole performance. And though she yeah. has a scene after after these police officer leaves where she kind of like falls apart and she cries on Olivia Hussey's character, and it's 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 just a very real moment. Mm-hmm. And she and but it's it's interesting because the shot that I'm re- referencing 
it's a it's very soft in its focus. It's out of focus. Yeah. Um, but you kind of ignore it, and you kind of just you see past it, and because yeah. you, you, you're caught up in the moment, because it's the characters realizing that death is imminent. You right. know, one of their own is dead. You know, and it's it's this uh, it's this very real and raw moment that it's just. It, in a horror movie. I love, also, can we talk about how Olivia Hussey is wearing a cross <laughs> throughout this entire movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're getting, like, an abortion. And, like, it's, it, it's that, that, again, that dark, dark sense of humor throughout this yeah. entire movie, you know? And so here the, the detective goes to show that they've got an officer out there. I believe there is enough time for when this officer is introduced at the time when we actually see his throat cut, there is very much there is enough time for Billy to come out of the house, sneak up on him, kill him, go back into the house. Because we don't see Billy for that entire time, until that call. Just the, this whole thing right here, where the the he drives away, then it pans, and you don't. Peter steps here. This is a great very dramatically pan too. Yeah, out of the shadows. He's watching. He doesn't notice that car, car though. Go away. He's fo- solely focused on the car that's driving away and on the house. There. Now he's looking at the house. Yeah, I think it's a. Here's the scene that I was referencing earlier, but I think I think that scene is is uh, set up for you to believe that Peter's the killer, but actually he's not the killer. And it's kind of yeah. like wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, I do think he kills the other cop though. I do I think, think he kills he the cop sitting. I don't think he does. I don't know. But also, I, I mean, so. to play devil's advocate here, does Billy? even notice that cop. But Billy would notice that cop because the window is focused right on outside there because yeah, we saw but, the taxi car and the taxi car... why cars... would he go outside? To kill the police officer! <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean... I'll ask Bob Clark when I see him on the other side. Yeah. Again, I mean, she sells the scene so perfectly. She just, she just seems like a girl that would be in the sorority, you know? Yeah. They all do. They all seem like they would just be girls that have like uh, lived together for a while. You yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah. the chemistry between all these girls is, is so great. Um, yeah, one of the so this movie was written by Roy Moore, and when you when we saw his credit come up, you were just like, "Oh, Republican Roy Moore, Judge Roy Moore," <laughs> and um, it uh, it uh, brought back this memory of uh, when he lost the election. There was this great uh, Instagram story from uh, Adam Simon, is a writer, and uh, he wrote uh, Joe Lynch's new movie, Point Blank, that's going to come out next year. Um, he, he posted this Instagram uh, story of, uh, he's like, hats off to Alabama for not voting a fucking pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, pretty low fucking bar, right? right. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> But here's the, here's the warehouse where yeah, right the Tracy calls. I find oh, yeah. every shot in this scene in that setting, uh, on par with like uh, all the president's men, of how like how he uses the space to fill the frame. Yeah, it's it's really kind of wild. And like this is a very outdated method on you know tracing calls, but you kind of like you. You go along with it, because you buy the time. Yeah, and This is like, super creepy. Oh my god, dude. Alright, so here he is. He's at the window right where he would see so, the cop. Yeah. Let's, so let's see what happens. I mean, so it you, never you never see a POV from his... In the attic to the cop car. But yeah. he would notice it. And he'd be like, I'm going to just yeah, take that dude is he out. Gonna, is he going to really... 
climb down the ivy fence and get go out and kill and then climb back up and come back in. Because here, he's about to make the phone call right now. Yeah. So he hasn't gone out yet. Yeah. But then, like, even with the, when those guys, like, come around, like, the search party, like, there's enough time in between that for him to have killed that cop. There's no. so much time. So now he's climbing he's down. coming down. So he hasn't killed the cop. He's coming yet. down that inside the house. There's that, there's that left arm, you know, because yeah, you yeah, know yeah, that yeah. right arm is holding the fucking camera. How she doesn't hear any of this, especially in the last phone call. Whenever oh, I was yeah. dead, that and one he's I'm, shouting, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how she doesn't fucking hear that coming from upstairs, is, that is yeah. just, yeah, I'm not buying that. Yeah. And this was kind of frightening, actually, this whole scene. Oh, when he's inside Margot Kidder's bedroom, right? Yeah. The, the kill scene that happens, uh, when he kills Margot Kidder's character, yeah. I think is one of the most beautifully shot murder scenes. It is very interesting, yeah. Um, with the hard focus on the the glass yeah and you're sort of seeing the reflections of it all oh my god dude it's it's you see everything but you see nothing as well yeah it it, i think is a very very uh master class yeah choice in how to uh how to film a murder scene yeah and now this was like this shot was really scary for me because they didn't set up that the killer has exited the room so i was sure that he was just behind them right here like behind in that corner right there yeah, yeah just off screen and but it, then we see we see the POV of him like outside the room. Yeah, and it's almost less believable because like I feel like they Margot Kidder would have seen him. Yeah. from that. From but I mean, she's she's looking this way. She's yeah. not looking towards the door. Uh, you know, she's looking yeah. off. But I mean, it's not that hard to in your purpose yeah. to see someone outside right. the door and some scary tall man. You know, I don't know. It it, it was a little unbelievable for me, but I'll, I'll let it go. Like right here, like, like right he's, there. He's the right in the middle of the door. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it really. Not yeah, I'm not really buying that right there. Yeah. But it's, yeah. It's interesting because next, the, now the carolers, she's hearing the carolers. She's, she's going to go downstairs how, and hear the carolers. How this is edited, I think, is, is beautiful. Yeah. Um, how it goes from the fucking caroler singing to her being murdered is one of the most deeply disturbing, beautiful moments. Yeah. Talk about some curtains. Wow. Dude, what the fuck is going on with those curtains? Yeah. Lava. That's, I thought they were roses. <laughs> roses are fucking lava. Something's Both. going on there. Um, but this is one of the most amazing shots in the entire movie. Yeah. I think it's beautifully synchronized and deeply disturbing. Now, as well. I do have to say, carolers. Have you ever had carolers come to your front door? That are this good? Just period. <laughs> um, no, can't say I have. It is an awkward experience. I bet. You're just standing there like she is, yeah. just listening to people sing to you. And As they, they stare they're standing at you. like five to ten feet away. And it's, yeah, it's, you're, you're just like, where do I look? Like, who, do, what, I, do I make eye contact with everyone? Right. And it's just, it's a weird situation. But These POV shots, dude, are so fucking yeah. good. So now, yeah, the killer's walking back towards. Again, it's around. slow, it takes its time. It's not just like, oh, I'm back in and you're dead. It's yeah. uh, it's this very drawn out, very long process. Yeah. And it, it, you feel the pain of when she's getting stabbed. And where's Phil during all this? Good question. Good fucking question. She kind of just... Did she go to bed? I think maybe she went to bed. But then she's like right back. Like, yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm awake. 
Or she, I, or, I don't know. Yeah. I think she comes out and she's like, what was all that commotion? And and this character says, oh, it's, oh, it's the character. Spoilers. Yeah. Phil just kind of drops off here. <laughs> yeah. But again, I think you're wrapped up in the movie. You kind oh, of yeah, forget yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it's like, I wasn't thinking where's Phil during this moment. Yeah. I was so just like, oh my God, like, oh man, the, the, the sharpness of these images. Yeah. And it closes close up on like people oh, saying that God. with the skull and that shot. Wow, beautiful! Where it's just the eye. Fucking beautiful, yeah. Bob Clark. You are a fucking genius. Whoa. The close up of the mouths and then oh my God, and now it just goes full tilt boogie. Yeah. Oh, with the skull, that that shot is really sweet. So good, and, and then the shot yeah. inside the fucking glass. Looking through the glass, yeah, it's really crazy. I love how it like the film kind of flickers yeah. a little Jitters, bit. Yeah. I love this that shot right shot here. Really nice. Amazing. Yeah. Her hand hitting the glass. Yeah. Oh my god. And oh, just yay, we're all so it, happy. And then the hand just slowly falls down. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Really but good. I love how his kills aren't drawn out. The 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 suspense getting to the kill. Yeah. Is very drawn out. But then when the kills happen, it's very quick. Yeah. That's the most. That's the most drawn out one. Yeah, I mean, like the the choking Those, of the girl in the beginning, very quick. Right. Cuts right back to like them screaming downstairs with the yeah. uh, Miss Mac. Um, the kill with Miss Mac is very, like he just throws it and yeah. that's it, you know. Yeah. And then she kind of gets hung up. That is, yeah, that is the most payoff that you're gonna get with yeah. these kills right now. And then even with a uh, Phil, she just walks in the door and then the door closes. You know, right. that shot right here, amazing. Yeah. That zoom in on so the phone. So now the phone is ringing. So he's calling from inside the house. And Peter's outside See, killing the cop. It, it, no! Like, what? <laughs> he's not killing the cop. The, the the amount of time when Phil comes back in the picture and when the, with all the shit happens with those guys who are in the search party, there's enough time for him to climb out, kill the cop, climb back up. I don't know, He killed man. the cop. These shots, this is what I'm talking about yeah, right here. This, stuff is, this is amazing right here. This shot within the mirror? Yeah, that's really cool. Oh my god. There's a lot of really good cinematography throughout this whole thing. Uh, uh, Very amazing. surprising for how little they put this movie together for. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't imagine that they shot this for, you know, less than like a month, you know? Oh, man. But, I mean, again, but then it just shows how Bob Clark goes from this to making a Christmas story. Yeah. A very, it goes from very making a very dark Christmas movie to making one of the most lighthearted, um, very just nostalgic driven, very just like uh, welcomed Christmas movies ever yeah. made. You know, and yeah. he's just a, he's a, he's a phenomenal filmmaker, and he, he's obviously a filmmaker who loves cinema, mm-hmm. a student of Hitchcock. Uh, he does he does what Brian De Palma does. He takes the tools that Hitchcock created and he develops them into his own and like it's it's stuff that Hitchcock would have done if he could have you know went full tilt boogie and he makes it his own and it's 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 ah man it's just amazing and I wish we could have gotten more more Bob Clark before he passed So so now he's out of the attic. So the cop is still alive at this point. There hasn't been enough time when the cop has died. Well, he just came out of the bedroom making the phone call. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. We we don't hear hiding our hair from the cop until we find out he's dead. Yeah. 
I love this little quib right here where this cop got shot in the ass. Yeah. And then the farmer's just like, I'll stick the gun up up your ass next time. And horizontal. Horizontal. <laughs> yeah. His fucking pants are down there. He's got the fucking shotgun. So funny. Again, dark this dark humor, this horror. We just had a fucking murder, a very visceral yeah. fucking murder. And now we are in a scene with a cop with his pants down and this yeah. farmer threatening to stick this fucking gun up this guy's ass. Oh, yeah, and the, the cop that just got shot, he's like, I want the farmer to pull out each buckshot with yeah, his teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's perfectly balanced. Perfectly. And, like, yeah. uh, it, uh, again, like, you have to know how to film this stuff. You know, you have to know yeah. how to balance it out, when to put it in there, when not to put it in there, you know? So, okay, so I guess she was sleeping, because she's, like, in a nightgown, you know? Yeah, she must have been. Yeah. So the guy's still downstairs, because we're in this POV right now, of like, in this closet or something or yeah. other. Now, there's there's one scene where she's on the phone, when where Jess is on the phone, and Phil's there, and Jess is trying to say that Peter is not the killer. And the killer has a shadow in the doorway. And that was really terrifying. Dude. That shot is that crazy. Shot, because no one knows. Because you think that, it, oh, that's like Phil's shadow. And then it starts to move. Yeah. Away. And you know it's the killer. Yeah. And it's just, and it's, it never draws attention to itself. Right, right, Until right. it moves away. You know, until before you even notice that it's even there. You know, it's, it's. So the cop's still alive. Well, no, we don't know the cop's alive. We can't see the cop in the car. There wasn't enough time between that where the cop is still alive. There's plenty of time that Peter could have come and killed the cop. He didn't kill the cop! Where's Peter calling from, then? Peter's not calling. Peter Peter calls because when he's just like, the baby, just the baby. It's like, don't kill the baby, just. He's calling from his conservatory or his dorm room or wherever he lives. He went home. He walked home to his house to call her and then to walk all the way back yeah, there here is peter right now yeah calling. so he, he didn't kill the cop I don't cop's know. not dead bro. he could have called from a payphone nah, I, don't, I don't, i'm not buying it i'm not buying it i love that i want to know how this fucking system works yeah it's really wild here's a yeah the, this is the shot where the where the killer walks in when it cuts back to the top. Oh, man, this close-up of him yeah, walking really down this aisle. And even these shots here with this close-up of her and the flyer yeah. blurred out Here's in the background. The, yeah, and you can see Phil, over Phil's shoulder, the uh, shadow come in. It's after he hangs up, right? It's after even... No, after I think the, it's during this whole conversation. No, because they're talking about how it couldn't be Peter. Right. And it's after... It's So it's well, after no, she's this... She's talking to Peter right now. Yeah, exactly. And now uh, Peter, just, just, Peter hung just hung up, up yeah. And then Lieutenant Fuller calls and he's just like, yeah. he asks about, what was he talking about, about the baby? Right, right, right. right. Yeah. This guy's really not good at his job. He cannot. I know, he doesn't, he, doesn't get, he doesn't get to the system fast yeah. enough. Even this is a nice wide shot. How it's lit, too. Yeah. I think this movie's perfectly that, lit. Okay, this is the shot. So you yeah. can, yeah. Right in that patch of light in the middle of the screen. I couldn't even tell you when he comes in, too. Like, I don't notice it until, like, he finally moves. Yeah. This this movie is so perfectly lit. It is. But, it, but it's also not. 
like so many times and it's like oh they had to put that light there because where else were they gonna put it well in the uh, upstairs hallway shots there's a yeah. shot of like him when he's carrying the girl when he's carrying the here, girl. here it is here it is right here yeah oh, so my god he's just ah oh, dude it's so creepy I want to know if John Carpenter saw this movie. Dude, he had to. You think? Yeah. Oh, man. Especially that opening shot with the POV. It's just like, dude, did you rip, did you rip off Bob Clark? Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Her, the, the, the acting that's going on in this scene right now between Ed Saxon, yeah. Olivia Hussey, and Phil right now is just... Yeah. She really doesn't want it to be Peter, but it's like, could it not be? Until and then, then he moved down. Yeah. He's like he's moving, still right moving now. Yeah. Now. Oh man. But I mean, okay. So, first viewing of this movie, uh, what would you rate it? Dude, I'd give this like a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. It's got flaws. Yeah. But, but, like, overall, I really like this movie. What would you say the flaws are of, of this movie? We, um, we praise this movie a lot, but I don't think we've gotten into the, the flaws of it very much. I mean, the very beginning, it's, uh, and like, I think my qualms with it in the beginning definitely die out, because, like, mm-hmm. there's not as much grain and noise and all that throughout the rest Especially of the Especially right now. I'm not noticing yeah. the grain at all right now. Yeah. it's But in the very beginning, I don't know, the first five minutes when I was first watching it, I was like, all right, who's the character? Because they really jump right into showing us the yeah. bad guy, the deranged guy. Yeah. And you don't, I think it's a little odd that, like, Jess isn't really pushed to be the main character until, like, ten minutes in. Yeah. If and anything, you think Margot Kidder's the main character. Right. I thought she was for the longest time, for the first ten minutes. Yeah. And um, so that, at first, like, when, when, you, when you gave me your five-minute pitch of, like, Oh, it came out in 1974, before Halloween, and it's a Christmas horror movie. I was like, mm, this is going to be like some B-horror movie that's no good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, after seeing it, there are like a lot of really terrifying moments. Yeah. And, and it's a really good film. Um, Who Makes the World Go Round was written on the, <laughs> on the fridge and magnets. <laughs> But th- this scene is funny. But uh, um, yeah, this is just a weird, just kind of like yeah, almost like uh, comedic uh, duo. Yeah, kind of parody between the four of them. Yeah, I'm, I almost want to see like a spinoff of these two doing their search party through that. Night. Yeah, exactly. It's just like these these very weird eccentric yeah. uh, locals. Like the scene where they like try to shut the door on them like three times, and like the conversation's so drawn out. Yeah. You know, it's just like okay, bye. Oh no, well there's nothing. Okay, bye. Well, He's I like, wanna... make sure you lock the doors. But yeah, you know, there'll be more people coming in, but make sure you're like... I hope he's just holding a fucking shotgun right yeah. now. <laughs> just like, what? Right. And like, yeah, they go to close, yeah. open back up, go to close, open back up. It's just this weird, like... But that happens in life, you know? It's just yeah. like, it, it's this very... Again, then, that the, dark comedic humor yeah. with this horror. But then this is really on the nose. She's like, oh, you know, we don't actually... This is the only door we've locked in the whole house. And then, the, But then they realize, like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it was, it's super on the nose. Yeah, very, very on the um, nose. Yeah, I, th- I, there's a lot to like about this film. I think it's well written um, in a lot of ways. There's a, there's a lot of good comedic relief, but it's also super serious. and, mm-hmm. and It balances the horror and the yeah, comedy so well. There's a lot of tension, and, and um, yeah, I, I mean, 
just the fact that there were so many times when I'm like saying out loud, like, no, don't go in there. Especially in, dude, the last like 10 minutes. Yeah. You got really animated about yeah, it. Yeah. I like it. The, as the movie went on, and then I got a lot more invested. And like, yeah, like when, when Nash calls and he, he's like, the killer's in the house. And you're like, no. She's like trying to yell to see if, if her friends are still alive. Yeah. And you're like, nope, just leave. Just leave. It's so easy to just leave. And, but it's so drawn out, and it's yeah. so she just tiptoes her way up those stairs, and now Phil is murdered. Yeah, I love how we don't see anything. I, I love this the silhouette version yeah. of uh, Lieutenant Fuller coming in, and then he just sees the uh, piano. Yeah, just how destroyed it is. Yeah, and it's just like you know, it's just like he's already got the case solved in his head. Yeah, you know? he's had the case solved in his head ever since he saw Peter. You know. Yeah. Um, so what do you? How how many times do you think you've seen this film? Since I first saw it, yeah, mm, maybe around like twenty times, I've watched this movie. And and what would you rate it? Um, well, for me, I watch it every every December. You know, it's just yeah. it's just on my list. I think it's a classic. Um, oh man, I'd probably be up there nine point five out of ten. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it is really good. And see, this, this is now, when I... This is when you were convinced that yeah, the killer was calling. Uh, I love that you didn't think that the killer and the guy yeah, calling man. were the same guy. Like, I would have loved if, like, the guy calling was just some fucking kids. I, that's what I thought it was. That would have been great. This scene right here where it shot through the fucking uh, rails. Yeah. I but love it. I, I agree with you. Like, the... How loud he is screaming, there's no way she wouldn't hear it. Everyone's dead. It's just like there's no sound, there's no TV on or yeah. anything. The way he's screaming, you'd fucking hear it. Like yeah. it's it's very uh, unconvincing that she's uh, doesn't know that the killer's in the yeah. house. Yeah, and here. she's like even looking up in the direction. Her focus is, yeah, up into that, up into the upstairs there. So, yeah, yeah, no fucking way. I think that's a little hard to buy. But you kind of get swept up into it. And yeah. You kind of like forget about it that you, know, you yeah, don't really yeah, think yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this is a, this is a classic in my eyes. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's on every December for me. Um, do you think you would watch this every December now? Um, I don't know if I'll watch it every December, but it's definitely one that I, I you're not going to be playing this with the kids. <laughs> no, no, not the first day at least. Maybe I'll try to get Hannah to watch this and be like, cause Hannah and I watched Krampus the other night and she went to sleep like 10 minutes in cause she thought it was so scary. So this, I think... Oh, man, uh, she'd be fucking terrified yeah, of this terrified. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, uh, I definitely would like to watch it more, and it, this will be a fun one to introduce people to. It's Because no one knows about this movie, yeah. I feel like. And when you're just like, well, this movie was remade. Really? In 2006. Huh. Um, the guy that co-wrote uh, Final Destination, the first movie... Okay. Um, and he had directed and written the remake of Willard. Um, he wrote and directed the remake of Black Christmas, which was called Black Xmas. Interesting. Uh, in 2006. And, uh, it was released by the Weinstein Company. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, which gives you a, uh, a, uh, idea of what that's like. Um, yeah. But interesting backstory on that, uh, there was, um, the movie, the the trailer for the movie, features a ton of footage that is not in the movie. Okay. That was shot deliberately for the trailer. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And um, 
there's like kills that are not in the really? movie at all. Yeah, like there's That's a awesome. scene when there's like this like rotating thing that has like a bunch of Christmas lights on it, and this girl's tangled up in the Christmas lights, and it's like rotating her in to like get like sucked okay. up into it. There's a scene when uh, this girl's uh, clearing ice from oh, like hold this. Hold on, here's the cop that Peter killed. You fucking kill the cop. <laughs> there was enough Dude, time. No, there was no time. What the fuck did Peter use to, to kill? To, a knife. He what? He went back home to call Jess, and then he walked yeah, all the way back. Yeah, he picked up a butter knife and came back and t- cut the guy's throat. Not believing it, Bob Clark. Remind me when I'm on the other side to ask you about this. I love this scene, but when he calls Nash and he's like, yeah. "Nash, you screw this up, I'll kill you." Yeah, love it. Um, but uh, Black Xmas. Uh, did not do well at the box office. Yeah. Killed uh, that director's career, basically, Bummer. on the uh, on opening night. And um, ha- I don't think he's directed anything ever since. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's not as good as this movie. Uh, I've seen it once. Um, it, act- it shows the killer. Does it? Yeah. That you see the killer. There's actually two killers. There's oh. uh, Billy and Agnes. Oh. Yeah. It's not a good movie. Uh, I mean, yeah. I didn't. I've seen it once, and like, it's like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this movie is so fucking good. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. It do, it doesn't need to good. be remade. This movie still holds up to today. Yeah. Besides the whole like, uh, phone. I mean, yeah, it's dated tapping, by technology. You know? but yeah. movies aren't dated by thick technology. Exactly. Anymore. Um. Here's Nash trying to play it all cool. He fucking blows it so he, hard. Like, no dude. questions. Just do what I say. Oh, I'll go uh, wake up Barb and film. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah oh he blows it so hard um but yeah i mean this movie is it's a classic um i watch it every december i think everyone should watch it every december because and it's it goes under the radar and because i mean this movie started was like one of the first slasher was the first slasher movie really after psycho yeah and uh peeping tom yeah. This was before Halloween, and it doesn't get its credit, I feel like. Oh, yeah, definitely. And yeah. Um, it's so... It's on par there with Halloween, dude. It's on par there. I think Halloween has a more um, timeless quality to it. A more nightmarish feel than yeah. this. Um, because you can watch Halloween on any night, you know? And, like, yeah. this, this plays more well during Christmas, you yeah. know, because of the Christmas theme that's so prominent through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but ma- I think Bob Clark is as consummate as a filmmaker as John Carpenter is uh, when he directed Halloween and when he directed this. I yeah. Mean, the pain on her face is fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. Yeah, she's delivering this really well. Um, who, who do you prefer as a uh, final girl, her or Jamie Lee Curtis? Her. Her? Yeah. yeah. She, ha- I mean, her character is way more... Uh, fleshed out yeah. than Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, like, she's dealing with abortion, fucking, you know, boyfriend and shit. And just... Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis just sort of got unlucky. Yeah, she's just like, was at the wrong house at the wrong time, yeah. you know? Um, I'm at 11% on my computer, so we should probably wrap this up. This, I, I kind of want to go through this sequence, though. Like, w- he, watching you watch this sequence yeah. when uh, he's like, what were you thinking when you see his eye and then when that he runs shot out? He's amazing. I don't know how the fuck they pulled that off, how sharp that fucking shot is, though. Yeah. It's this amazing. This is a nice... This is all handheld. They're walking backwards up the stairs with her, which is pretty wild. Pre, pre uh, Steadicam, too, yeah. dude. 
how smooth those shots are. Um, I think this is a recycled shot. Um, <laughs> um, but um, when he when he runs out, when you see his feet running, yeah, in that shot on the staircase there, because you'd never seen a killer run before. Yeah. It terrifies you. It gets your heart pounding, you know? And then when he grabs the back of her hair and yeah, pulls her in... That's really... Ooh, dude. Yeah. Now, I'm surprised she's able to... It makes it... Also, make it there's the like same this... sound effect for every door yeah. crashing in this movie. But they make it seem like this door is locked, and she's able to just... But it's it not open. locked. <laughs> ah! Uh, that 70s now, blood. This is really interesting, that she does not scream. Yeah. She's like... Very collected. For, I don't think you would scream in this now moment. This, this shot is just insane. Butter, dude. Oh, how the fuck do you pull that off, dude? From fo- get that into focus there. Yeah. With that light too. Oh, I love how it moves on her. Yeah. Stays on her and then moves back and we see his hand right here. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's right. And then good. this shot right here where and we see his feet running. Doors paid off earlier in the movie. That's yeah. insane. This is terrifying now, as fuck. Yes, that is really scary. Her scream is so fucking great. Yeah. And then I, and as quickly as it starts, it's over right here, dude. Yeah. I wish they had set up this this uh, cellar beforehand. Yeah, because it's kind of just thrown in there. Yeah, and they were like they when they went around locking the house, there were other exits that she could have taken. Yeah. But so. I think because he grabbed her hair and pulled her, like that yeah. was the first thing right. to go to. But we should have seen the cellar right. earlier in the movie, definitely. And and like they play around with the cellar as she goes down there. Yeah, that like there's gonna be something else hidden down there. But something. it's such a new territory. We don't. Right. We're getting just introduced to right. it. You know, we should have seen it earlier, just so we know the layout yeah. of it. So we know there wasn't an exit. You know. Right. Um. But dude, that whole sequence, man, when she breaks through that door, I love how she doesn't scream. Because yeah. you wouldn't scream in that moment. You'd be so petrified to see your friends you, dead. Well, you would in a thriller now. Yes, yeah, now you would. Um, but I think in real life, you wouldn't scream. You'd be so so petrified yeah, just, to see your yeah. best friends dead. Like, yeah, yeah. no emotion could convey that. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely, this, this film is definitely one that uh, a lot more people need to see. Yeah. I love that you love this. That you like this movie. This is, I love it. Yeah, it was really, really good. I'm glad that you liked him. Glad that we could. I don't think you need this shot right here, of the yeah. cop cars coming in. You don't need it. It takes away from the tension in the basement. Yeah, uh, it gives you a breather. I don't think you need it. I would have stayed in the basement because you already know the cops are on the way because you know Lieutenant Fuller's driving. It. Yeah, I don't think you, you didn't need it. Um. These shots too, man. How far away the camera is focusing yeah. on her. Brilliant. Um, what right. do you think of the final shot in this movie, though? When it, when they they she falls asleep and then everyone uh, leaves and then it pans all uh, the way up to reveal yeah. that Billy's still alive. Right. It's it's uh, pretty terrifying for sure. Um, I don't know. I wish they had made a sequel to see if she survived or not. No, she's dead, dude. You think so? He calls. He calls, he calls ever after every murder. Interesting. She dead. That baby dead. She got her abortion. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, dude. She's she's dead. Um, but but yeah, I mean it's a great ending to a yeah. great movie. Um go watch Black Christmas nineteen seventy four, directed by Bob Clark. 
yeah, starring you, Olivia Hussey and Margot Kidder. Yeah, we'll link to uh, a place to watch it, probably Amazon Prime. In also, the description we below. yeah we've released our podcast finally. Yeah, so amazing. We're on Anchor. You're, yeah, you're listening to things out of order as far as uh, how we've recorded them, but uh, this episode that you're hearing, which will officially be episode number three, two is, hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, Fuck. this is a long one, but Fuck. this this uh, is much more of how the episodes will be as as we get down yes so stick with us uh we're we're, we're really getting our act together we're getting there yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so yeah we're hosted on anchor fm it's uh an app that makes podcasting super duper easy yeah um but you can also find us wherever you listen to podcasts you know apple stitcher wherever it may be uh we're we're pretty much available on every podcasting platform yeah, so hit that subscribe button. Uh, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. I'm uh, Supertramp underscore Kyle. I'm Alden Roth, too. Uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yep. You know, most people listen on Apple Podcasts, so if you give us a glowing review, that makes it easier for other people to find this podcast and uh, spread the joy of watching cinema. Do it. Yeah. Um, and... And yeah, and uh, if you got any recommendations for movies that you want us to review, send them our way. I'll yeah. be more than happy to uh, review some movies that you guys want to you want to hear some reviews on. Yeah, and uh, like we said, well, as as you'll hear in in later episodes, uh, the fact that we're hosted on Anchor, there's a cool feature where you can sort of call in and leave a voice message um, that we can then play back in later episodes. So yeah, if you have some thoughts on this episode or previous episodes or things we should talk about in the future, just leave us a little voice message and we'll, we'll plug it right into the episode. That'd be, that'd be dope as fuck. Yeah. So we want to um, be featured on here. Yeah. <laughs> we got 26 plays. <laughs> yeah, 26 plays on our first two episodes. That's Yeet. pretty good. We're, we're getting there. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, all right, guys. I think this is a great uh, spot to end it on. Yeah. So uh, I've been uh, Kyle Martin, and I'll see you next week. Yeah, this has been Alden Roth over here. You've been listening to Late Night Lycanthrope Nightmares. Yeah. And, and uh, hopefully we'll have a uh, 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 illustration soon. Yes. Uh, yeah. We're, instead we're, of that, uh, yeah, the, the artwork that together we, <laughs> Photoshop version. The artwork we have now is uh, something I was able to make for free in Anchor FM. So, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, we, we're gonna we're having an artist commission, or we're, we're commissioning an artist to make um, a, an original piece of artwork for our podcast art. So. That's very exciting, and that'll that'll happen in the next few weeks. So, yeah. All right, tune in next week, guys. Yeah, Peter definitely killed that cop. See ya. Bye.